PS4's road to 100 million. And are these digital sales proving the future or no? Hello and welcome to Triangle Square, the PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Brett, back and alongside me, Mr. Saw Bridges, bringing you lucky episode 72. 72. 71? Is it really? No. No. Saw, I hate that we do this every time. How unprofessional of us to not There's even no know way. what episode we're on. Well, while Brett looks that up, for those that don't know, we're Triangle Squared, a PlayStation podcast. We come to you guys every Monday on YouTube and podcast services at 10 a.m., Pacific time and noon central time. And uh, you can, like I said, find us on there. If you like this stuff we do, always give us a thumbs up and uh, get in the comments below. Anytime we answer a read question, let us know what your answer is. is the it- official answer is 71. Uh, My so bad. So atone for your sins. I don't know what to do there to atone, but... Uh, I'll keep this train running. You can find us on podcast services already, in audio form too. already said that. Go ahead. Did you? Oh, well. De- I heard all the YouTube the train. stuff. Derail the train. Uh, yeah, if you listen to us on there, give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Gets our numbers up there. Helps people find us a little easier. We have recently updated our Patreon, which you can go to if you'd like to support our show in the link uh, or the any of our work. Uh, I think Saul's got some plans for his Saul plays coming back up. There you go, Corey. That's your answer. Something like that. One of these days, there will be another Saul plays. We'll see what don't, it is. Don't be mad if it's Dark Souls three again. <sighs> Saul's ever so heinous is what addiction. I'm going to start saying now. It's addiction a heinous to Dark addiction. Souls 3. To Dark Souls 3. Uh, anyway, uh, on the Patreon, we have updated it to our $3 tier and above. So we only actually have a $1 tier, a $3 tier, and a $5 tier. $1 if you just want to support us. $3 if you want to support us. Get some, uh, well, I mean, actually all of them have a Discord role color change name. If you want to hop in the Discord and have a pretty name color. Uh, Hakuto, find it. Support us if you want that name color. Otherwise, stop complaining. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um $3 tier and the $5 tier will include a chance at winning a custom case. Uh, if your name is chosen, we will reach out and you will tell us what case from our catalog of ever-growing. I've run about 25 games right now, and it will continue to grow as we uh, make more of them. And from there, you will choose what you want, and we'll get it shipped over to you. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else I can think of? Oh, head over. If you are a Facebook user and like us, uh, like to use Facebook instead of Twitter or Discord, you can head over to our Facebook. It is Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast is the group. Or actually, it's not a group. I'm sorry. It's a, is it a group? It's a group. I don't I have Facebook. So. I don't know. I, I, I use Facebook. I just don't use it enough to quite know the terminology, apparently. Uh, anyway, you can go over there and then talk with all the other listeners and have like-minded people. Uh, have conversations over there if you don't like them to be so hectic as uh, Discord can tend to get when it's back and forth. Uh, or you can hop into the Discord if you want to join uh, the real-time conversation. Or you can find us on Twitter at TriangleSQRD and peep some of those cases that we talked about in case you are joining us for the first time. Uh, with that said, Saul, what you been playing? Man, not really a whole lot. I'm, I think I'm fairly, like, a, I'm, I'm a couple of hours away from beating Octopath. I just know it in my blood. Sound like a busy week. Is that, oh, I mean, is that what it was? Yeah. The Octopath gets a lot of love. For those that don't know me that well, or if you're new, welcome. Uh, but I play the Switch and stuff whenever I'm on the couch. Uh, and uh, I really play my PS4 in a separate room. So if I play my Switch a lot, that means I haven't played my PS4 a lot. And that's true. I have not really played a whole lot on PS4 this week at all. I did get a couple rounds of Rainbow Six Siege in, a couple rounds of Rocket League in, and... Um, tried something out on Dark Souls 3 that I'm not too sure I want to say what it was because if it does become Saw Plays I'm actually uh, I have ideas uh, on what I'm going to do in terms of editing together a trailer for Saw Plays 2 or whatever it's going to be called Um, 
But Saw Plays 2 would be a cool co-op version of, like, like side of that. Saw Plays 2. Yeah, yeah but, we'll figure that out. But, um, yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to say what I was doing in Dark Souls 3, but it's a, it's a weirdly weird run. I know, and it's weird. Yeah. So. You saw it in Discord? Well, I saw you told me about it. Oh, okay. I don't say and and, we, we and, and I did say in Discord for the few people that were awake at the time. But other than that, like I'm really trying to think here. Uh, I downloaded Dragon's Dogma because of Ryan's recommendation again. I got like an hour into that, and I did that today. So, so are you far that, enough in to give a new thing? Or are you still trying to just go in without the expectations look, you had before? Ryan, I need your help because I'm still like I turned off the pawn dialogue and stuff. And that's a lot better. But boy, does like the mage suck early game? And it's, it's like, is that the class you chose? Yeah, and like I really want to restart and pick like knight or the strider. I think is what it's called for like the hunt the hunter style class. The yeah. bow, bow and arrow and dagger. I chose a more traditional class. I can't remember if it's knight or or not. It's been so long since I played that game, and I never even beat that game. I mean, it's did a, enjoy it. It's a uh, real cool. I game. I played it back on PS3. Um, I've I've debated a few times getting it again. I've just every time that I've been like, oh, I may get this game. I end up getting it way down the line. So this will probably be one of those weird games. How much? What's it going to sell for? Seventeen bucks. Okay. Well, we'll see. So not that super may, bad. That may be one of those games that whenever it's randomly a five ninety nine, and I'm like, well, you know what? Like, there's been a lot of games I've been getting that way. So, like, well, I kind of was loosely interested in it, uh, kind of like Mirror's Edge. That's what happened with there. I was loosely interested in it when it first came out, um, but nothing necessarily pulled me to get it. And now that I got it at five ninety nine, I slightly do regret not getting it at a higher amount, just because I feel like it was worth it. But I'm also because of me trying to be more money conscious. Uh, it was nice to be like, okay, well, I had a lot of fun with it for six dollars. Yeah, that's nice. But that'll probably what I do uh, with uh, with Dark Arisen. Yeah, is, is it's, I mean, it's fun and there's really cool mechanics in it. But yeah. it just feels like literally the uh, the mage is like the the normal attack is like shooting out what looks to be air bubbles and then like really quick succession air bubbles and then the heavy attack is swinging your staff. So. I don't think I ever saw anyone play a mage class on that, but that, then again, that's not, not common game. on those types of games. Like, say, it might not be the a game lot of people it don't run mage on uh, on Dark Souls and Demon Souls and whatnot, but they but they've always been because most people don't use them. They're extremely unbalanced usually. I'll tell you right now, Demon Souls you could plow through, dude, as a mage. Uh, you in Dark Souls two for sure. Like, if you chose um, sorceries as your thing, and then you got down the road and you did, like, a hex build, um, I'm telling you, you beat almost every late-game boss in just a couple minutes easy. In Dark Souls 3, too, Pyromancy is really strong, but yeah. boy, does it take forever to get really strong. It takes you to get to... I've um, seen someone do a Pyromancy run, uh, no no level up on that at one point, and yeah, it was no, crazy. Screw that, dude. They I'm got, not doing that. Uh, they got to, without dying, too, and they got to the uh, tree boss thing that has a little tree... Tree nuts, yeah. yeah. Curse-rotted great wood. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I mean, there's literally no other way to describe it than tree nuts, but... Um, and and he did actually pretty well. I mean, it was it was very effective against it. And uh, I, I, I think was, he got through that without dying, but died later. I, I can't remember if it was Vicar. Lobos Jr. not Vicar. Um, I'm crazy. I'm thinking about Bloodborne. Yeah, I was going to ask. Anyway, who? Vort. Vort, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, uh, uh, Lobos Junior. He's one of my favorite streamers. He's a uh, maybe. I wouldn't know. It was something I randomly came across. Like uh, again, I wouldn't be able to tell you this guy's name, but Blaze sent me the other day. And what's funny is normally Blaze sends me something like this. I'm like, this is two hours long, and I'm like, I'm not going to watch this. Um, it was somebody doing a Kingdom Hearts uh, one proud mode, so hardest difficulty on that game since it didn't have critical. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say critical took that doing place. doing the no uh, doing the no XP uh, things where you can't level up, no, so yeah. you don't get anything. Which Not, apparently has some benefits to the way the game 
is designed to have is it, some systems. Is it a glitched benefit? Well, no, because how much, how strong the uh, heartless are is directly based off of how strong your strength is. So if you never level up, your strength doesn't ever change if you don't use it. So you can level up magic and stuff and do higher attack with magic, and you can do equivalent damage across gotcha. weird things. That's weird. It was crazy. Anyway, I want to tell you just from a from a because you've played it. So anybody who's played Kingdom Hearts knows how ridiculous this is. It's a guy's not only a speed runner, but he was doing this way with no XP, right? Um, and what he. I clicked, I clicked on it, right? And I was like, well, I don't want to watch him do Destiny Islands, even though, I mean, I, you I nobody could, wants right? to watch Destiny but Islands. there's a couple things I learned from this that I had no clue before that you could do whenever you're in Traverse Town and you're and normally you're walking through and you're like, oh, crap, where, I can't remember where to go to have to trigger the Donald Goofy scenes. That doesn't even have to happen. You do not have yeah, to do don't that. Yeah, don't you go to the second district and jump down to the alleyway? No, oh, I mean, but you, but you know, remember on the normal, at least your first playthrough, and every playthrough, yeah, you I have do to, it. You have to go, you through, go the, through like, and then you go to the clock tower, yeah. and then they walk out of the hotel, right? And all that, none of that has to happen, right? Yeah, you, you don't ever have to. Yeah, them. you just jump down from second. Not even that. All you got to do is go down, do something. I can't remember exactly what it was. So, but basically, the idea is you don't have to do any of that. And all you have to do is go talk to somebody, and then you'll fight uh, Leon, and that's it. You'll 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 do something, talk to Sid, fight Leon. Uh, you'll talk to Sid in the magic accessory shop, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you'll fight Leon when you leave. And that's you don't have to do any of that. So that's how he saved time. He had a bunch of stuff like this. But to get a, the rest of this out, what it was is that I was like, okay, this is kind of crazy. So then I clipped forward some more, and at the like fifty-three minute mark, he was already through with Agrabah. Oh, I hate that world too. And that world sucks just because the second he part. Beat, of it. He beat the entire game with like I think all of his deaths. I'm pretty sure were purposeful. Uh, he did one where when you're flying out of the Cave of Wonders in Aladdin, you have to do that weird magic carpet ride, uh, avoid the stalactites. and uh, Yeah, the very end. Yeah, and actually the game, you know, if you fail on purpose and you die, the game doesn't make you restart it. It goes, oh, good enough, and it lets you go through. So he actually shaved like two minutes off his playtime yeah. by doing that. Uh, so he died on purpose there, and he died somewhere else on purpose to speed up. Uh, I can't remember where it was exactly. Anyway, he beat the entire game in like almost two hours. With no That's level. nuts. And I, I, I actually wanted to stay through the rest of this, and I got sidetracked. I need to go back and watch it again because the whole point of the run was supposed to be him go all the way through to the Sephiroth fight uh, with you know no XP gain. And I was like, I just I want to watch that because that's insanity. Um, but uh, that guy, we, we went on a weird tangent there, but a good one. Um, yeah. I will say, though, that like I know at the end of this month, uh, Divinity 2 finally comes to PS4. That's going to suck up my life until Spider-Man um, for sure. And yeah, good it's news. not long. Spider-Man's like, it's a, it'll be like a two-week period. Because Spider-Man's like the 7th, isn't it? Or is, is it the 17th? I can't remember. No, it's the 9th. Or it's the 7th or 9th. Yeah, I can't remember for some reason. Because I, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, we're only like a month away. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm actually off that weekend, too. That Spider-Man, Spider-Man comes out on a Friday, and it's going to be... Thursday or Friday, and I'm actually off that weekend, so that may be able to. Uh, uh oh, uh oh, Brett's gonna go change the, or not change, but plug in our camera real quick. Oh no, maybe not. Shit. So how does this work? Oh, it's recording the audio. Okay. Well, for those that don't know, we uh, we just lost power to video. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that you can tell by the uh, black screen you're looking at, but um. Yeah, we hopefully uh, we'll be able to power through a good chunk of it between Saturday, Sunday, or Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and then by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm thinking we can get an impressions video up for everybody to watch. That'd be fun. We um, haven't done one of those in a while. No, we, uh, we are to back do it for from Detroit. the thing for you video people. Yeah, I know it's not that. a ton of you, but those <laughs> 40 people that watch us on YouTube. Um, Brett, <laughs> Brett uh, what have you been playing this week? 
Yeah, let me roll through this. It's pretty much been, you know, well, I don't know how that happened. More difficulties. Anyway, um, oh, it's because it's so back. It's we so our camera angles. Down. I've been a champion in my own sort of uh, Chasm. So I bought Chasm for Vita and have not managed to play it yet uh, because No Man's Sky has just had me. I can't. I don't know what it is about No Man's Sky. I just want to keep playing. It's all I've played, um, and I'm 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 going for platinum. I've decided. Because I'm having enough fun with the game. It's still fresh to me. I'm doing story stuff now. Uh, and the story stuff is kind of cool. And I'd never mess with the holodecks or whatever they're called. I they're called holodecks. The Atlas stuff? Uh, yeah, for the Atlas story. Uh, I like the way they're kind of going through that. Uh, you know, they're trying to tease on the, who you are as a character and how you're different from everybody else and that you're a traveler uh, and there's other people. So I'm kind of doing that. I'm going to work my way to the Atlas station. I'll do that. Then I'll work my way uh to the anomaly which is another story path that you can do and then i'll roll through to the center of the universe uh but i'm not far from platinum i have a couple of things i need to do i need to find nine more planets and or i need to do nine more planets uh where i scan every single animal i've got like four or five planets where i only have oh one or two animal left shout out to shoko for doing all that oh no it's not that bad There's, most planets will have like max 13 fauna so they're not that hard. You can get normally about 10 of them on your first roll through the planet. The last ones that you can't find, a uh, tip I saw and makes a lot of sense and actually worked, uh, is that you leave the planet and go to a different planet and then come back. And some of the first uh, animals that will spawn be typically the one you need. Um, I went to one planet earlier and just... That's so funny. What? That's weird. I mean, it's just it's the way no, it goes. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just the way the game works. But even then, uh, I went to one planet earlier. It was the first one I've ever got fully on them. I had all, as soon as I landed on the planet, all five of the fauna were, were right there. And I just scanned them all. And I was like, sweet. It's like they knew what you needed. Yep. So I'm working towards that. Uh, I've got, and, and what I'm doing anyway, which is going towards uh, different things. One of the other trophies I have is to use my uh, warp thing like 30 times which by the time i get to all these things i'll definitely have warped 30 times um i got the one the other day which was just surviving in a harsh environment the one that i was leaving running during the reader mail episode uh i just went to an ex- or it's a during a, it's on an extreme planet for extreme weather or extreme uh sentinel and i just got an extreme sentinel planet i found went inside of a building it counts i just stood there so while i was doing other stuff i just stood there so i was like okay i'm playing uh this you know for a little while i'm watching tv with my wife i'm playing with my daughter while this is just doing its thing uh so that did it making very loud sounds <laughs> i yeah god man we were talking about it i don't know what's up in my ps4 it's a ps4 pro but ever since the update for some reason when i'm playing no man's sky specifically when i'm in like a space station or like any of the buildings on the planets my if i just am there my playstation just sounds like a jet engine i could otherwise explore the entire universe with minimal noise uh, i don't get it but it's whatever uh Saul. We're going to hop into the drop. Yeah, you're going to drop into the hop. Sure thing. So for those that do not know, the drop is this week's releases for PS4, PS Vita, and PS3. And of course, if you are new, I'm going to mention them if they're physical, but if not, they're all digital. You know, one of these days that someone's going to think I'm retarded for being like, oh, he said... (laughs) Drop to the hop. Oh yeah, and not knowing that there a, is a great. We will bring that back. Yeah, I'm gonna I need, bring that back to Twitter. We're I gonna need, find it. I We're need gonna, everybody. Liam, I need your. I need your picture that you made. No, no you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Post uh, it to the Twitter. First up on the drop for the week, we have Dead Cells for PS4, a much anticipated game oh, for me. It looks so good. I'm oh. very well maybe getting it on release day, but we'll see. Are you getting it on Switch? You know, I kind of want it on Switch, but at the same time, I kind of want the trophies a little bit. So I don't. I haven't made that decision yet mentally. Okay. Um, but we have Defenders of Ekron, the Definitive Edition for PS4, The Dreamlands, Aisling's Quest for PS4 and PS Vita, Electronauts for PSVR, 
Flipping Death for PS4. Madden NFL 2019, out for PS4, available in stores and digitally. Overcooked 2, shout out to my boy Corey, for PS4, available in stores and digitally. Poop Slinger, okay. we, for PS4. Do you play as a monkey? We needed that. Uh, Slam Land for PS4. Tetra's Escape for PS4 and PS Vita, a digital cross-buy title. No, it is not Princess Tetra from Wind Waker. We have We Happy Few, finally... Coming out for PS4 and available at stores and digitally. I still need to do my research on that because I was not going to get it when it was just going to be 100% procedural generated and it's just like rolling through an ever-changing world. For the type of game it is, not what I want because the, the premise is so freaking cool that it's so ripe for a cool story. I, from what I understand, though, something's different. I think that there's actually somewhat of a traditional campaign. If well, there is, I will get it because I love the Bioshock vibes. I think the idea. Uh, I think it was Corey or somebody else. No, it's, um, on, it's, it's on a video from one. From oh, there's tons. When they first showed it, I no, thought. No, it's about to us. Like, they commented on our video. Oh, yeah. They, they, if I remember correctly, they were a little salty. They said, like, PUBG's never getting to PS4 get over it. And I'm like, oh, we yeah. really don't yeah. care that much about yeah, it. Yeah, I but, definitely don't care. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think that, that game looks awesome. I think the premise of the general, uh, like, you know, here's a world that's like dystopian and there's all these, I'm not going to say dystopian. I guess that may not be the right wording. But uh, it, regardless, there's a crazy world going on and the only way that people are going through it is by being basically on drugs that make them happy and make them view the world in such a way that they don't see what? how this, like, how dilapidated and destroyed it is. Like you, that first trailer, dude, set such an awesome tone. And then when I found out it was procedurally generated, I was like, "This it is kind of killed it." Now, yeah, I was like, "This is—I mean, not awful, but it's awful." I was like, "That seemed like a cool setup for a story." And now we're not going to get to see this through. Now I know that um, there was something that involved an Xbox with them buying the studio. Are they getting anything from that? Like, is it going to be a timed exclusive for them? Has it been out on Xbox, or is it—is it all coming out for us on Tuesday? You know, I'm not sure because with them buying Compulsion. That was one of the studios, that, Compulsion? Yeah, Compulsion I, yeah, was. Yeah, that's was, right. It was Compulsion. So I guess this game was already going to be coming out on PlayStation, so it made more sense for... Just to go ahead and release for, it at the same time. For them to let it release. Yeah, because I mean, there's already money tied up into it. Why not maximize it? And we do have one more. It's a word search by Palgi for PS4 and PS Vita. Palgi. It's a little, a little puppy. You see it? Oh, it is a little puppy. I don't know who Palgi is, he, I'm, but I like it. I don't know either. Brett, we have a lot of news this week, do we? A little bit less, a little bit lot? Little, who yeah, we it's got? okay. It's not bad. Go ahead and jump uh, into Speaking that, of Dead Cells, Smash Like Brawlout has announced the protagonist of upcoming Metroidvania Dead Cells uh, will be joining the game as a free update this fall, so it will not be at launch uh, like Hyperlight, Drifter, Ukulele, and <clears throat> one from uh, Guacamelee will be, but it will be added free later for all players. Uh, Spyro. The Ignited Trilogy was swept up in some controversy this week when the game's site added a line that suggested that the second and third games in the remake will be downloads instead of being on the disc. Uh, Activision responded by saying, quote, As with most games today, downloading an update after purchase is quite common. The language on packaging and on the web is to let players know the requirements for Spyro Reignited Trilogy, end quote. The game's coming out September 21st. Whether or not you still want to get it after this, here's here's the problem with I this. I don't know how to do that. That wording is not, it doesn't answer anything. How, how do you buy this game, like, used? If it is, like, the and case. Now, and now, one thing to, to point out, it's just that the, the same limitation doesn't exist here, in my opinion, uh, is that the, the Vita had a couple titles like this, where when it had a three-game collection. Was it Jack and Daxter one of them? I think so. And, uh, Sly Cooper for sure was. You got the first two games on cartridge, and the third one was down. Uh, was a download, and when you bought it used, either they had the code and hopefully nobody used it, or they had um, 
you know, you just got the, the first two games and not the third one, which is unfortunate. It really sucks. But it's also just kind of part of it. With that said, though, the PlayStation shouldn't have the same thing. And the fact that we've seen Activision and I'll be at a different studio fit all three of the Crash Bandicoot remake games on one disc. I can't fathom why this would be any different. Uh, I know that the games are a little different in terms of size and scope, and one's got more of an open area style to it, but there's still small areas that are primarily made to. I mean, it's just I don't I don't get it. You know, yeah. one's more of like a, a a 3D platformer like the Super Mario games, and one's more like a platformer that's got 3D elements, which is you know in terms of Crash. But even with that said, it doesn't change the fact that there's no reason that I can fathom while while the second third game wouldn't fit on the disc. The only thing about what they say is that it may sound like there's just going to be very sizable updates for the second and third game that to, they to run that they weren't able to get on disc in time for it to go gold, which is a mistake in my part. Don't don't go gold with a disc and then do a day one update when a lot of these people are going to buy this game and not even have internet. That's going to be a thing. Yep. There's going to be people who buy this game who just happen to have a PlayStation 4 for whatever reason, maybe not have internet, but they're buying this for nostalgia purposes. I think that this is a bad play on their part, and if it does end up being that you have to download the two, that's a bad move. I could see them wanting to do it, but ask, why? Because Crash Bandicoot, uh, the Insane Trilogy has been slaughtering the uh, like the European sales charts. It's been at number one for like five weeks in a row. And it did the same on PlayStation when it was only on PlayStation. I mean, it's a massive game. I think Spyro will have similar success, maybe not quite as big. I, it's hard to measure, you know. Uh, I had personal, real, real love for Crash. Even though I had personal love for Spyro, it's just different. Um, I'm curious what what it's going to mean, and I'm wondering how much this potentially hurts the game by them not being clear in their response. If their response would have been like, look, second third game are going to be downloaded because of this reason here, even if their reason was just because we want to, you know, because we want people to buy the game new so that they can get all three games because of you know, we're losing money to use sales. Right. I mean, don't run as a bad reason. And I'll, but them saying something more definitive than just vague language that sounds like it doesn't really answer the question. It is Activision, a problem. so they have a kind of a bad track record, so people aren't trusting it. So we'll see. I, I don't know if I'll buy it if that's the case because... Like, it makes me not want to buy it day one. Look, it doesn't matter for me personally, right? I buy games physically uh, regardless, and it's, that's a game I wouldn't sell. Uh, I, I, right. I, I, I would never sell the Crash Bandicoot trilogy because of the games that I want Kyrie to start playing with me whenever she gets to the point where she can really start hopping into the games. Those are great games to do it, and there's a really cool thing about being able to play the games you played as a kid with that's your parents in Nintendo. a new form Yeah, for, with your Kids, I don't, not, it's a cool thing. I'm not having kids, but if I ever do, boy, that SNES Mini, they're going to get an introduction, a link to the past. I don't care, boy or girl. <laughs> I got you. Anyway, so that may be something that would keep you from buying it. Uh, next things up is No Man's Sky, like I talked about earlier. Uh, received another patch this week, version 1.53. The update weighs in at just under 500 megabytes, and it consists of a number of bug fixes. That's about it. Uh, the next update did introduce a lot of stuff, so bugs are not surprising. Uh, but they're working out pretty quickly, and I haven't had too many times. The game's crashed on me like twice. It's crashed on me, I think, twice since the update. So, And I played a lot, so it's not really... You know, See, a I, big deal. But I played probably five hours of the new update. Which still is, not great. Yeah, scary. So, we're they're working on it regardless. So that's cool. And they and actually they're doing really well sales wise. So good for them coming back strong definitely releasing on xbox you know it helps there uh, I'd, I'd be curious to see how much it helps with uh, ps4 sales considering how long it's been out on the platform 
Uh, next thing up is long talked about sequel to souls like Lords of the fallen is being given to a new studio. Uh, so that studio will be defiant studios. They're taking over and have announced that they are taking uh, development all the way back to the start. And they're starting over without using any of the existing work by the former team who were stuck in pre-production hell for a number of years. Um, not surprising. You know, when you think about a game being stru- stuck in pre-production for so long, it's probably smarter to not keep trying to push the idea forward and force it. Just go back and go, hey, if we were the ones that were from the get-go told we were making this game, what would we have done? And yeah. roll with it. Uh, it's probably the smartest thing that they can really do. Uh, but I'm excited in the general scheme that it's still coming uh, because I thought Lords of the Fallen was a great game. Uh, I, I say great. It was a good game, a solid game. Uh no Dark Souls or, you know, a Bloodborne real replacement, but it's still a good game, and I enjoyed it. And even Saul, uh, you know, I think he came in being a little more apprehensive, too, because he's a big Souls fan. That was um, pretty decent. It's a, it's a solid game, man. And if it comes out at the right time when there's not another, uh, there's not a lot of games like it coming out, then, I mean, that's kind of why Lords of the Fallen was so good to me. There wasn't anything else to really play at the time that yeah. was in that vein. That's going to be that good kind of little break game for me. <sighs> so I liked else. it. And I thought Lords of the Fallen was much better than uh, The Surge, personally, even though they were yeah. somewhat made by the similar teams, the same teams. First game was made by two different studios. One of those studios went on to make The Surge. Um, so... If that's interesting to you, then who knows? Maybe it won't take near as long this time, but it almost sounds like at this point it'll either be a next-gen game or a really late-this-gen game. I'm I'm kind of almost betting on next-gen. Uh, despite its announcement to not include a story, Activision, unsurprisingly, announced that Black Ops 4 pre-orders are incredibly strong and that they had their best Q2 in a number of years, all because of Call of Duty games. Um, not that surprising. Stay, no. you know, World War Two is still doing really well. Black Ops Three is still surprisingly doing well for right. them. And I watched some of the beta footage of uh, Four. It looks actually really good. Heard a lot of people complaining about it, but hold, heard just as you know, it's so I, it's I've one of those things. So right? many, I, it's, it's it's the same with every Call of Duty beta. And I've heard a lot of people really like it though. Every, so, I mean, well, everybody everybody will start the sentence off the same. It seems like where. I always do this with Call of Duty betas. I don't ever know why I play them because they're just not fun. It's like, and then they go to rant on the game. It's like, which I mean, I'll, I'll give you this, right? Because as you look at it, depends. There's people that always rant on it and no, it's just it, part of it. It's just that, it but then there's like people you, like me. Do you remember the Black Ops 3 beta? No. That we, okay, so me, you, and Blaze all played the Black Ops 3 beta. We did? Uh, yes. Because that was when we were coming off of actually playing Infinite Warfare online a lot. And you were like, well, I'm getting Black Ops 3. So we all got the beta. Uh, we bet, signed I, up for I do remember that. We now. played it. Me and Blaze didn't like the beta. You did. You kept rolling. You picked right. the game up. I didn't. Here's the thing. I still don't like the multiplayer. I tried it again the other day when I ran, I, about a week and a half ago uh, when I was bored and was done with the game. I guess it's been two weeks ago. Right. Um, and I was like, I'll hop in the multiplayer because I never, I, I didn't spend any time past the beta with it. Still not my style. Not digging it. Takes away most of the things that I liked about uh, Infinite Warfare. Uh, and that's unfortunate. But here's you know the thing is is that the game changed my mind completely in terms of where i stood on it because of the story so now it's unfortunate to hear after black ops 3 comes out and or you know comes out for free and i enjoy the story i'm like now there's I'm no dis- story now i'm disheartened it's like black ops 4 is not gonna have a story i mean I, I basically said that before already but still it's one of those things i think some people complain just because it's the you know it's the societally cool thing to do to, is to it's, it's like nickelback right call of duty is a nickelback of video games uh it's cool uh, socially and in the in the social media sphere to hate on Call of Duty, um, but it still sells the best out of any game every year. I think Fortnite's a better example of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point too. But I mean, they're both they both fall into that. Yeah, it's just uh, it seems like everybody so like, who's okay, gonna rant okay, it says I play Fortnite, them every year. Fortnite's 
objectively bigger right now. I mean, I think oh, it's yeah. really hard to say it's not. So Fortnite is Nickelback and, and Call of Duty's Creed. See, you know what's crazy is that like I don't I don't watch or follow this guy around at all. But um, I saw a Reddit post earlier today where do- that Doctor Disrespect streamer guy was talking about. Uh, how good the Black Ops 4 beta was and stuff, and uh, how much he's going to enjoy the game. I'm like, well, there goes like probably just 500,000 sales off of that alone because of his that following. dude's massive. Yeah. Massive. And of course, he massive. used to be a Call of Duty developer, which is nuts, too. I did not know that. Yeah, his name's like Guy something or another. Guy, um, whatever. But uh, yeah, he used to be a developer for one of the Call of Duty games. Hmm. Next up, uh, God of War is receiving the novelization treatment coming from game director Corey Barlog's father, J.M. Barlog. And a little tidbit uh, is that uh, J.M. Barlog also helped Corey write the story for God of War 2. Interesting. So, so definitely gonna Not the first time sure. he's collaborated with his dad, uh, which is cool. I, I don't know if I'll pick that up for sure, but uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to read, I think, from playing the game. It will. You know, it's funny. Just going back off of the reader mail episode we did today, when it was talking about what books do you like to read, you know how many books I've been like, well, why didn't, why didn't I say those? You know how I'm like, dude, you know how much Edgar Allan Poe stuff I just love? Oh, no, and dude, I didn't mention dude, any, a single any, thing of it. Anytime we do like a list or anything, like a re- reader mail question, as soon as top, we're done, I'm like, like crap. Yep. Yeah. As soon as we got done, I was laying there in bed that night, and I was like, oh, man, I love Poe. Why didn't I think about that? And it, it's been a while since I've done it, but, you know, since I've read it. But I had that big compendium in there. It's got, you know, Telltale Heart and... Uh, Mask of the Red Death and a uh, couple more. Yeah, I forgot to say the Necron. Uh, Necro. Now I can't remember. Necrocomicon. Yeah, the HP Lovecraft stuff yeah. is really good too. Yeah, those are those are always interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Pit Pendulum's good from Poe too. Um, let's see. I lost my spot during its recent conference. Thank you. <laughs> During its recent conference in Shanghai, PlayStation China revealed new trailers for games that are part of the China Hero Project, which is all a bunch of China de- uh, China-based development studios or games made by single people, depending on how they go, different sizes. Uh, but games included were Kill X, Project Boundary, Pervader, Hardcore Mecha, and Lost Soul Aside, the game I've been super excited for since they first showed the freaking thing off. Um, Sadly, Lost Soul Aside still has no... It, it did not mention a word about release date still. All the other ones were like late 2018, 2019, coming soon. Lost Soul Aside just played and it was like nothing. Nothing, yeah. Which is fine. Game looks awesome. It looks... I mean, I've said it from the get-go. It looks like if you took Final Fantasy XV uh, stylistically, uh, you know, in, in a lot of things, the way the graphics looked and the, the open world idea to it, and then slapped it together with like Devil May Cry slash Nier Automata, like, you know, a real action game. It's super fast paced. It looks like it's going to be really fun. Uh, I'm, I'm super on for it. If you have not seen it and you like JRPGs, uh, check it out. Lost Soul Side, the new trailer looks awesome. Uh, but also check out the original trailer from, uh, <clears throat> whenever it came, I think it was like a 2016. Uh, it's really cool too. Uh, and it was a, you all made by one change. developer. Yeah. So that's very important. Now, now it's not Sony got behind it. There's a studio behind it. Um, but the guy who was the single developer at that point has become the director of the game. Awesome for him. Glad to see that happen. And if he ends up being like a real prominent person in the industry, just because of him wanting to pour time into this one game. How awesome. You know yeah. what I mean? How awesome. What if this, it's weird to think about things like this because we haven't even played the game, so we can't really tell. But could, you, you ever think, like, is this the next Final Fantasy? Or the next No Man's Sky? Well, I mean, sure. But when I say that, I mean more like No Man's Sky is a, a very odd example, right? Because it was already a weird game. No. Most people wouldn't have known what that game was. No, you look at this game, game you know a, what it any is. Any game has potential to be No Man's Sky. <laughs> like, this game come out running 15 frames per second 
with V-Sync turned completely off. Well, here, here, everything. I, here's what I would say it. about No Man's Sky. It would only be No Man's Sky to me if it came out and none of what it showed and talked about. Like if the if the head developer was going out talking all this stuff and then none of it was true, then it'd be No Man's Sky. Because that's that's the problem with No Man's Sky. We talked about that plenty of times. It's not that the game released in the state that it did. It ran fine. Well, and it was that it was a lie. It's the fact that it also got pushed up behind with Sony as well, and that, that's where those conspiracy theories come from. Of like, ah, this game was too small to be backed by Sony, and Sony pressured them into doing this and such and such. But you know, I don't think we'll ever know the truth in that. Only if that really happened. What we got next up though? Oh, let's see. If you're a fan of modern games, tendencies to let you simulate anything and everything, you know, like I am bread, if you just want to be a piece of bread rolling around doing your thing, uh, then prepare to be nope. excited for Bee Simulator. <laughs> you ruined it for me when you put that in there. I couldn't I couldn't keep myself from it, so nope. you know this. Uh, the game sees you become a bee and take up all the responsibilities that come with that, uh, which are apparently fun things like wiggle, wiggle races, dance, you know, racing around, collecting pollen. That's cool. Um... Anyway, the game comes out uh, later this year on PC and coming to consoles sometime after, though, no real window was given. So we'll see. What I'm curious about and what I couldn't find when I was trying to look into it is if there's any kind of initiative behind this to have some kind of external, or not external, but like some kind of charitable group or something to where uh, some of the profits from this game go towards bee preservation. Because I guess what it is for me is that this is actually one of those weirdly unique examples of where games can do things in such an odd way where... The power of games realistically, definitely with the state, you know, people are always talking about bees, right? And the, the state of bees and A, this stands to educate people on yeah. bees. It helps to hopefully make kids and certain people less scared of bees. There's something about facing them in a non-harmful, fun manner that's going to help get a stigma away from them. Because some people are like, oh, bee, kill it. Um yeah. And then lastly, a lot of people don't realize how important bees are to an ecosystem. I, I so when you think about that, when all those things come together, it can help the way that the that bees are perceived throughout the world for people that may not know about how important bees are and may not have the access to that information. And it would be really cool if they found a way to have some of the development funds go off into some kind of a bee preservation thing. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm going to look into it because I'm, I'm curious. Well, and but. I can't remember where I saw it, who told it to me, like where it was, but somebody told me that that whole save the bees thing was like one real big myth. Like it's not really like we're nowhere near any kind of bee no, extinction. No, I'm not saying that we are either, and that's a good point because I, I, I just don't these, know if that's true or These not. are things I wouldn't know. So, I mean, I don't know. That could be true. The other thing could be true as well. But all we're getting at is that a lot of people do want to kill bees. And bees right. do have a very important place oh, in the yeah. ecosystem. Yeah. And, I mean, that's observable and very easily findable. It kind of makes now, me, whether or not there really is some kind of a weird thing. It kind of makes me want to go back and look and see, like, is that, like, you know, what, what's the deal with that? Well, there's a, there's a lot of myths. Some conspiracy you know? theories. There's a lot of myths. So what you always try and think of with a conspiracy theory or something like that, or even a myth or whatever, because that's a myth that's been pushed enough, is what would be... Oh, is it? I mean, yeah, by by a select group of. I mean, I'm not going to say select by a lot of scientists. Is that yeah, bees are very important to oh, the no, ecosystem, no. and that we we are at no. least quickly approaching a point where we we may. Oh, okay, I see. What you're becoming saying. to a shortage of bees in terms right. of being able to. I thought uh, you were talking about the counter part of stuff. that. No, but I would say, I mean, always the the thing I go to on any conspiracy theory or anything is what would be the motive. Yeah. What what motive could you truly have by saying, hey, guys, we may be killing off all the bees? Yeah. I, and it's hard to think of one serious benefit. Now, I mean, there may be one. I just can't think of what it would be. Because yeah. if anything, you know, if we're worried about it, honeymakers would not be... I mean, I guess honeymakers, it would matter to them, right? In a sense of if bees were nearing extinction, they're going to have to figure out something to do for a honey supply. 
Well, so they well, should want to try and preserve them as much as possible. To my understanding, too, a lot of like store bought honey, anyways, is like mostly made synthetic, synthetically. Yeah, yeah. It's I real mean, hard to find like real raw honey nowadays. Sure, um, and I mean, I, okay, I'd say not this, hard, but it's else, just more expensive. It starts off. It, it's a small percentage of real honey added in with a bunch of other ingredients. That's probably what it really comes down to. Oh yeah, but then when you so. get when you get down to the point now, you could have companies that could make fake honey that tastes just like the the normal honey you get, and we would have to stop. We could stop using bees for that too. Maybe you can I, make, honestly, I don't know, but that's just that's if, one if side of it. Now. A, that has nothing to do with right. bees pollinating well, saying, and all the. If important you can make stuff, a jelly bean that tastes like dog food, you can make some honey that tastes like honey. Oh man, the, that what is that game called again? Um, being boozled, being boozled. Don't do that, kids. <sighs> Not fun. The dirty sock one. The dog food was the one that filled the whole car up with smell. Yeah, like I, I bit into the oh. dog food one and like I opened my mouth and dog food. Like it literally <laughs> smelled like somebody had cracked open a can of dog food in the car. And like cheap, terrible dog food. Yeah, like it the was wet awful. Dollar store dog food. But let's oh, let's, let's move on. <laughs> uh, going back around to God of War, it reportedly made one hundred and thirty-one million in total digital revenue during its launch month, which is ridiculous. It is, and that's actually I guess we could have, we should have put that in uh, a little bit later so we could tra- segue into it. But we are going to talk a little bit more on that. Uh, as part of the split main topic. So we'll move right along. Next thing up is Sony announced its financial results for the first quarter of the fiscal year. And with it, we learned that 82.2 million PS4 units were shipped by June 2018. So that's been a little while now as we're in August. Uh, Sell-through since then should mean that it's inching really close, if not surpassing PlayStation 3's numbers, which are right at about 84 million. Uh, And it's still strongly on its way to break the 100 million mark, which is, again, Insanity, and that's the, um, what we're really going to be covering so, this episode. Yeah, so and the the, the part of that, I, I'll say that for a little bit later. Um, next up is Insomniac Spider Man has gone gold ahead of its September release. Uh, good for them. Uh, they had the little like Spider Man sitting at his desk with a little. I banner. loved it. Yeah, I thought this is a very well, which is funny because you remember God of War had a, uh, a commercial spot that was done by Robot Chicken. Uh, I don't watch. I'm TV. wondering if we're going to see the same thing from Spider Man. Oh yeah, it was hilarious too. Uh, you should watch it because, I mean, I always thought Robot Chicken was funny anyway. Yeah, Robot um, Chicken's pretty decent. PS Plus games for August have been revealed and are as follows. This is the last thing as well. Uh, it's going to be Mafia 3 for PS4, Dead by Daylight for PS4, Bound by Flame for PS3, Serious Sam 3 BFE PS3, uh, Draw Slasher for the Vita, and Space Hulk for the Vita. Uh, and alongside those as a bonus, uh, August 7th through October 2nd, you can get Here They Lie for the PSVR, which is actually a really cool game. It's one of the ones on the demo disc. Um, I don't know if I ever let you play it, but it was crazy, um, and I'm excited well, yeah, to play did. through yeah, that. Yeah, that's one with the sewer stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was pretty okay. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm down to play that whole thing. Uh, and then the next thing is Knowledge is Power, which is a PS4 PlayLink title, so that you can uh, basically do trivia with your friends on their phones, uh, which is cool. We do a thing on our Discord uh, that is basically it's called PS Plus Pals. We do it every month. And I ran the poll today lately. This is my thing, Brett. Let me have my thing back. <laughs> Even though I was late about posting the po- poll. Uh, so for those, uh, like Brett was saying, it's PS Plus Piles. We pick a game and we put it in our Discord poll every month. And uh, you guys vote to pick what game we discuss. Right now we have Mafia 3 leading with 5 votes. And then we have Dead by Daylight leading with 4. Um, so uh, stay tuned to our Twitter or the Discord because we typically, what, Tuesdays, I think? When, the day, when they, these come out, we'll announce the final results and what game we'll be playing with the little sure. graphic that we make up. 
And uh, so mafia. Dead by Daylight would be cool too because it's multiplayer. It doesn't mean we can't play multiplayer with everybody. But um, if that was the game of choice for the month, that would be really cool for to play with everybody. We we'll probably see, still will with, end up playing with that with everybody. With how many indie games are coming out this month, depending on how long Dead they Sales, are, yeah. depends on well, because like Dead Cells and Death Gambit and Chasm. Once I started up, depending on how long it takes me to get through those, depends on how much oh, I'm going Gambit to play. Does come out this month. Huh? Death Gambit does come out this month, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, it does. It looks awesome. So good. I have to get down PS4 because um, I don't have any Switch plans yet. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so with, depending on how that goes, I'll either I'll, I'll play whichever one wins. I'll go that route first, and then if I have time to work in the other one, I'll do that. Uh, Absolver was still awesome, and I still need to get back to it. I didn't get around to it, but I played a couple days of it early on and um, almost beat it. So, I'm, I mean... I like the PS Plus Pals thing because the whole idea for it was that it's kind of community driven. Y'all get to, to y'all get to determine what they are. We all talk about it in real time as we experience it and play it, and we can share our thoughts on it as we play the games. If we've played them before, we can revisit them if we choose to. Otherwise, we can still partake in the conversation since we've played the games. Um, so I like that idea. I've always, I mean. You know, we've, we've had some slower months lately as things got a little out of hand, but that's something I'd like to really get back into. Mad Max was cool, and I don't think I would have ever played that had it not been for um, for the PS Plus Pals. I don't know why either. There was something about the game where I was just like, I don't really care. And then I did, and I was like, wow. Absolver, I wanted it's to get forever. That, it's given that, yeah, that extra conversations to have with it. Yeah. Well, I just think it's cool because you get to feel like, okay, well, I can have a real conversation with this. And, like, you know, sometimes you get that I'm playing after everyone else. Uh, but we have a group of people that's like, well, we're all kind of playing at the Somewhat same time. together, yeah. So it's like we can have a little bit of a, a dialogue about what we're experiencing and what we think about it, which is cool. I like that a lot. I'm also, like, really surprised that that's eight games on Plus. Yeah, and that, that, I'm glad they added so, uh, VR stuff in there. Mafia wild. 3 I have on PC. Probably won't pick up on PS4, but uh, Dead by Daylight. I did not know you had that on PS3. I mean, yeah. on uh, PC. It was in uh, the Humble Bundle. Played like uh, the first three hours of that game, maybe. Uh, driving that game is really weird. Um, most open world games like that, sandbox titles, they are. just can't nail it. Like Grand Theft Auto um, can. Man, um, Watch Dogs. The driving was awful. Oh, dude, Watch Dogs Two driving was pretty bad too. I, I didn't play two, but the driving oh, in one was awful. Yeah, now I remember <sighs> the driving in one. It was okay for motorbikes. And that was the only thing that was okay to drive in that game. I could see that. Uh, but hey, it's time for reader mail. Hello there, how are you? Uh, for those that don't know, every Wednesday and Friday we put up a tweet on our Facebook group and our Twitter account. And we ask you guys to ask us questions that we can answer on the air. If you don't ever hear yours for that week, do not fret. Do not worry. We will be answering it for that month's reader mail, that which airs on the first Friday of the month thereafter. So we answer all the questions you always give us, no matter how funny, bad, crude, or terrible they are. We'll answer them in the reader mail question uh, or the reader mail episode if they fit any of those categories. Uh, and by terrible, I mean like naughty or you know. Something like that. I don't mean like a bad question. There is no such thing as bad questions. Basically, we had one user. You know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. Asking them dirty. <laughs> the dirty, salt, salt dirty got very uncomfortable with that question. I didn't get uncomfortable. I just know I wasn't answering it. Josh Ayers wants to know, if Sony does add backwards compatibility in 6.0. If Sony adds backward compatibility in 6.0, which is rumored with name change, what games would you like to see in the first wave of games? We're not going to get that. <laughs> so yeah, first of all, that's impossible. And, and, and I wish me and it him was. have talked past that. Yeah, uh, we neither. He's he's in the same camp as me. I don't believe backward compatibility. Okay, here, here's the thing. I don't believe PS3 backwards compatibility. Now, is this the time where we see? I we already have PS1. PS1's not on PS4. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking about Final Fantasy VII. 
Yeah, all of those have been reworked around for yeah. to be PS4 games, but they're not truly PS3 games. I mean, PS1 games like you had on PS3. Right, or PS3. Or Vita. Vita. Yeah. Even though Vita had also a very bastardized version of it where most of the games... Because Crash Bandicoot, of all games, you couldn't play on Vita. Yeah. I'd like to How see, ridiculous I'd like to see Final Fantasy 3 for sure, or 6, depending on you know who uh, who you are. Well, uh, here, here's the thing for me. And then Final Fantasy Tactics. I can't imagine any reason no. why this would not be like PS3. PS3 had all these games, that, and once they finally got added, well, if this is coming and there's no reason, because it, oh, it's so stupidly easy to to emulate PlayStation 1. Well, and, and if what, they're doing it in an official capacity, every I expect, I mean, first wave of games, sure, great. I just don't I don't want it to be a wave of games. That's that's how Xbox does their backwards compatibility. It's staggered. It's not it doesn't it's not true backwards compatibility. I think they if do that's that. how you're doing. It. I think they do that though not because of limitate or not because They of, do it to, they test every title going in because some titles do have problems because that, definitely, that's what I mean, yeah. but definitely on Xbox because the way they the way they go about emulating the 360 is, is not perfect l- yeah, so they like, have to go through and make sure the game runs correctly well, before like they endorse it there's literally 360 component components in an Xbox one right uh, no I thought that's why they could backwards I no, thought that's why they could do it it's the Xbox 360's innards are closer to the Xbox ones than the, P, the PS4's are to a PS3 right it, it, I, I mean, thought there was literally it's P, really simplifying parts it. and stuff in but the you know, Xbox I mean, one there's nothing in the three. There's nothing in the 360 that's near as complicated as the cell. So it's not near as hard right. to. Uh, it's Sony, not near as hard to emulate. Sony now, thought they were being smart with that one. They do emulate a full Xbox 360 on the one. Whenever you're on the Xbox uh, one, you actually emulate. Um, you're actually emulating the game. You gave me your mic stand. I was trying to figure out why I was then, so small. I asked you earlier. I'm like, why is it so tall? And then I was like. Okay, whatever. I was I, thought I was losing my mind. I, 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 I'm too tired to not. I couldn't. I didn't even notice that. Anyway, um, let's see, anyway, my, my thing is, I don't want it to be a wave of games. That's not true backwards compatibility. That's making sure that certain games run before you you approve them over there. Right, right. Like, okay, basically every PS1 game worked on PS2. Every PS2 game more or less worked on PlayStation 3. The very first models that had PS2 backwards compatibility and all PS1 games worked as well. I don't see any reason if they add backwards compatibility of either PS1 or PS2 or both uh, that all of them would not be accessible from day one. Now, of course, there's not already games on the store for PS2, or at least a lot of them, because the PlayStation 3 did not continue on with true backwards compatibility, so they never went that route. But when you think about it in that sense, they had the PS2 classics. I would like to see if it's PS1, literally all PS1 games. If it's going to be PS3, even though I know it's not, this is just talking at weird dreams Demon now. Souls. Demon Souls would be awesome. I think that... The exclusives would need to be some of the first games to try and come out. So I think at least one excluding, of the resistance games. I was I think say, one of the kills games. games already. Yeah, yeah, excluding that, and that's obvious uh, in my opinion. But I think that's the best route to go. I think uh, doing some of the more obscure ones. I think Infamous One and Two would be ones I'd want to see. Um, I and, agree. Give me Final Fantasy Tactics and give me Final Fantasy Six Slash Three. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of ways it goes. I mean, PS3 games is a little bit weirder because you have to go different ways. I think Portal 2 would be something cool to see come back because I'm surprised even Xbox doesn't have that, um, which would have been a cool feature. And I think uh, it probably wouldn't make sense for them to do it as a, um, as a uh, was it backwards compatibility uh, enhanced right. game? But I would still like to see it backwards compatibility in some way because I love that game. I, I talked about use, that recently. Yeah, I want to use some of that sweet, sweet Magitek armor. Richard Rivero says, here's a Saturday question. What are you guys' favorite PS2 memories? We uh, This is going to be rehashed of mine, I know for sure, because we went over these uh, in a somewhat looser sense in the very first episode when we went over our um, favorite PlayStation memories. And uh, mine is just going to harken back to like 2007, uh, 
2006, seven, like summertime out of school, uh, Kingdom Hearts two, and like those crazy, crazy Southern, like thunderstorms we get where it's like bright and sunny in the morning. And then by noon, you're like, Oh, it's getting a little cloudy out here. We're getting some, we getting some coverage. And then by like 4 PM, it's like dark as hell. And then th- there's literal hell and thunderstorms and stuff. And then it does that for like 12 hours. And we've had, a, we've had a lot of those actually lately, like where it's just got real dark all of a sudden. And then storms. Yeah, not hell. Like, Hell's pretty rare yeah, around here. Well, yeah. I told Annie, I was like, if, if we get hell, I'm like taking my car to an underpass. <laughs> like, I'm taking my car living, away. Living with the hobos. Yeah. Going, uh, going to the church under the bridge. But that's my favorite by far is that right there is just like Kingdom Hearts 2. And this doesn't really count, but it kind of does because it is on PS2. But uh, Resident Evil 4, I played it on GameCube. But that was the I same mean, yeah. I played that. To be fair, I played it on both. I played it on PS2 first, though, because I was stubborn. And then I went back and played it on GameCube. And it was one of those weird games that, I mean, it was surprisingly that I, it was better on GameCube. <laughs> hey, shout out to No Fate. I never realized he uses that that image I made him. Uh, I did not know that either. That's sweet. I, I was, shout I, I was, out to you, Sean. Yeah, I love thanks, that. Thanks, Sean. That's cool. That, that made me feel a little bit better about that oh, graphic man. I made you. But uh, uh, what's your favorite uh, PS2 memory? Okay, so like, out of, not surprising at all, definitely, if you listen to the reader mail question. But uh, Kingdom Hearts 1. And how amazingly that game took me over. Great, great story that I always go back to. Uh, and it's, I, I don't, I think I mentioned it on the, of our, the first episode of the podcast too, is that we were really poor when we were young uh, and we didn't get new games very often. It was always a hand-me-down thing. And even my dad, he would try and get the new console as close to launch as he could. Uh, but it was normally like one NASCAR game. And that'd be like the first game he had like a year and then he'd start kind of buying the used games. It was really rare that we got uh games. So my dad was also a huge blockbuster nut. So his thing was like, okay, well I've got blockbuster. I'm doing movies. Why not do games? Yeah. Um, so we rented a slew of games from there. Like, you know, that's how I played the Beavis and Butthead game on the Genesis. Uh, those are some pretty that's all early memories as the well. Simba game on uh, the Simba game, the Lion, Lion King, King game on the on Genesis. Genesis. Well, that we game was like that. that game was like Dark Souls ahead of its time. Um, it was retarded hard. <laughs> all those old like really rough platforming games because they were just floating and cheaply made. Uh, and I don't even mind floaty platformers. It's just like there there were floaties to a way that didn't even make sense. Well, yeah, that, that was that was literally like Castlevania of its time because that's not, oh, dude, there's so much crap in that game. Anyway, you mean Dark Souls from of its time? I'm assuming you mean. No, I was gonna say Castlevania because okay. it's side scroller. Okay, I can see that. Uh, anyway, and Dark Souls is like 3D Castlevania. But the story for the PS2 thing is that we rented Kingdom Hearts randomly on a whim, and of course, it's because me and my brother are kids. We see we see. This kid with a key that's standing with Donald and Goofy. It looked anime, and that and stuff like, looked cool when we. And we were like, "What? This is awesome! Why not? Let's see what this is, right?" And so we we get it, we rent it, we go to my dad's apartment because my parents are divorced at this point in time. I was probably seven or eight. Uh, I guess I don't. I would have been older than that. Kim Mark was two thousand three, right? Two thousand one. That's right. Or two thousand two. I thought it was two thousand two, two thousand three range. I think it's two thousand two actually. Now that I think about it, because. Um, 2002, because Final Fantasy X was 2001, if I'm not mistaken. Dang, that's crazy how old that um, game is. Anyway, so 2002, I would have been nine. Old. I would have been nine. Um, so we're nine. We're there. Didn't rarely get new games. Started playing it. Fell in love instantly. I did. My brother was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. I kept playing it, and it got to the point where he was down with me on this. I guess he was just trying to do hooligan stuff with me. But it came to the point where my dad was like, okay, i got to take the game back. And we were like, what do we do? We want to keep playing this. And, and I know that my dad can't afford to, to rent it any longer. Uh, so, of course, being the stupid kids we were, I can't remember what we put in his case. I wish I could. But you we put went, a placeholder in We went one. and got another disc. I think it was a CD or a DVD. Of like, uh, it wasn't a DVD, so it must have been a CD that we just plopped in there. 
gave it back to my dad. He took it back, dropped it in the box. We had like another day and a half before they called and were like, uh, the, the right game wasn't in it. The upside is we just played a lot. My dad was like, oh, my kids must have just put the wrong thing in there. He, they didn't make him pay anything extra for having it out, uh, and we didn't get in trouble, even though we probably should have, because uh, we ended up telling them. I told him I was like, I was trying to keep the game. <laughs> Uh, then I ended up getting the game finally later. And this is one of those weird things, right? I played uh, because I couldn't get it soon after that. So the first new Kingdom Hearts game I got, I didn't even beat Kingdom Hearts 1 yet. I got Chain of Memories on GameCube. I mean, on GameCube, on uh, Game Boy Advance. So what kind um, of Chain of Memories did you have? And then I beat Kingdom Hearts 2. Then I went back and beat Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, so it was, it was very interesting. That's very similar to how I played it, dude. It's um, like Michael let me borrow it and I played Kingdom Hearts 1 and then I did not get to beat it. And then I played Chain of Memories on Game Boy Advance that one Christmas, followed by two. Then I ended up going back in reverse order. I don't see that. Uh, other quick shout-outs. I think Guitar Hero 2 deserves a shout-out. Boy, Guitar Hero 2 and 3. Three I played on PS3, so I'm, even though it was on PS2, three is my favorite Guitar Hero uh, yeah, game from a, a game cheap. standpoint. It's, I, it's very gamey. The I fact it that it's got boss fights or you know boss duels. Whatever the you devil went down to Georgia, though. The fact that it had that. The fact that, the, that you could throw things on your opponent. so that And you could actually. Uh, I, I never played with people, though. Well, yeah, but even in the game, the bosses, you could throw Lefty Flip on them and they could throw right, Lefty Flip yeah. on you. I just, and it was a cool way to add mechanics into a game that otherwise was just like, well, the me- there really aren't mechanics. It's just a game that you play as a, as a rhythm-based game. You know, it's not mechanically driven as much as it is. Hit this at the right time. Um, the only other mechanic you have is like star star power. That's about it. Uh, I guess you could say that the wah is a mechanic, but not really. It's just an input. So I think Kingdom, I think that one deserves a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. Kingdom Hearts two throwing the controller to the floor and it breaking up and hitting my rear projection TV screen um, because I was playing on proud mode and fighting Cerberus and he got me. Which and which I Cerberus? Uh huh. The second time through, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, he, he made me mad, killed me. Uh, somebody said something, and I was pissed, and I was just like, and I threw it, and the controller just boomeranged up and hit the TV and put a crack in it. And it was like a free TV, that we one that was massive. It was like, at the time, rear projection, flat screen. Boy, I bet you got your butt beat. Nope. Uh, again, I was a bad kid, guys. Don't, don't follow my example if you're young still, but I was probably uh, 13 at that time, I would imagine. Uh, so... I no one no one else was home because it was during the summer. I just didn't tell my I, I told my mom was like who broke the TV and she thought it was my sister and I just rolled with it. I didn't say a word and I let my sister take the fall for me. Um, if we were off camera, I'd make another joke. Hey, look. First of all, I, I came clean to my mom like two years later when it didn't matter anymore. Uh, but yeah, it was a. Uh, it was quite funny. Well, speaking of No Fate, aka Sean One Neo, he says, "Take an indie game in a triple A studio. What indie game would you like to see made into a triple A title? What studio would you want, and why?" Uh, this is actually a really cool question, and I have Ooh. mine perfectly. I want Subnautica made by by um, Gorilla and made into a triple A open world survival roaming the sea floor style game. It would be terrifying. Okay, I'm trying to realize. I mean, I, very odd. I don't think it's something you'd see done on a AAA scale. But I know I'll it give it this. Be, very interesting. Imagine like Horizon's graphics taken to the open ocean, and then survival mechanics. I guess my in thing is, is that Subnautica is supposed to be like deep ocean, right? Deep ocean. Uh, has, no, no, no. You start out like in in shallow waters. You can go deep ocean. Okay, but sure. if you're but if you're taking this idea, it would have to be there. Would have to be more to it than just. 
starting in one spot and going deeper. If you're going to make it a full-on game like this, I'm not saying there has to be a story necessarily. No, but, no, no. But you know, you want, wants... want the yeah, I'm with you. But I'm saying the gameplay beats wise. If you're saying no, there's there's gameplay beats in there. There's I haven't played Subnautica. Sub, I'll say that I'm telling y'all right now. I think it's out on PS4. Y'all go buy Subnautica now. I think it is. You go. I'm telling you, that game is hard. But it's it's not on VR on PS4. But it's it's on, on yeah, VR. It's and, on it's on VR and Steam. For I think sure. it's coming to VR on PS4. I could be wrong on that. Boy, point. that would be terrifying. But Brett, um, Brett, what uh, what what indie game would you want to be made by AAA, and what AAA studio and game would that be? You know, really, man, it's a great question. It's so hard to answer for me. That's what I was saying. But like that, the second I thought of AAA title, I was like, what AAA title deserves something good? I'm like Subnautica, because Subnautica is like oh, what well, indie title? But yeah, um, Subnautica is terrifying to me. I mean, I could see that. I'm the just... Lassophobia. Well, see, a lot of my favorite indie titles are games that are just almost un- they have their un- charm unabashedly indie, and well, I don't know saying. that I don't see your your game's good. I I don't see. You gonna take a pass? So, I, Salt I don't wanna, I don't, I don't want to by... say a pass because Salt and Sanctuary. I, I think by, uh, I have an answer. I'm just trying Konami? to think. Well, I mean, yeah, maybe, but I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think real quick because you know I'm trying to think of games that are the indies that I love the most, right? And I think some of the ones that I typically come back to are going to be like Terraria. I love Terraria. Played that a massive that's, amount. But see, that's that's one of those things. But too, Terraria like, would not. Ma- I, I would not nope. want a AAA developer. No, on you wouldn't because it, it would lose every bit. That's the charm that indie games have, and like a good indie game. I would okay. I'll say this: a great indie game has that charm, and it. it's what it's part of the game. Subnautica is one of those games that even though. My PCs can run it, and I know it can. It still has frame rate drops. It still has draw distance problems. It needs a full-on treatment of something else to, to fully let it shine, which is why like my first thought was, well, let me give Hollow Knight to Miyazaki and, and From Software over there and let them do their own stuff with it. Might, But then again, but that's just Hollow Knight. See, a lot of the that's, – that's what makes the question so hard. It's a lot of the indie games I like are side-scrollers or Metroidvanias, and there's something about those that intrinsically is like, well, those are not – those are not things that triple A's normally get right. Right. Uh, but what was the last good triple A side scroller game? <laughs> yeah, that's been a while. I can't. I don't know, man. I'm sure there's been one not as long ago as I'm thinking. Because Juicebox is is double A, right? Or are they? St- I mean, I mean, they're they're an indie studio. Their games come out on their own. Drinkbox uh, Studios. Uh, I, would, I would say that their quality is double A, though. I mean, I think that there's things seen. you could say. I mean, uh, yeah, they have great quality. I mean, but they still are unabashedly indie. There's things about their games, a side scroller, right? Metroid, and then the funding you, you, and all that. You stuff. won't see. I, I can't even synonymously put Metroidvania in AAA space. You know what I mean? That's just not what I think about. Castlevania, though. Even the Castlevania games, when you think about AAA Castlevania now, like in in the last even 15 well, years, none of them have been side scroller. Well, then, then again, those haven't been good games. I mean, arguably, people love Lords of Shadow, but it was a it was a 3D. Who loves Lord of Shadow? A lot of people did. Lords of Shadow two, on the other hand, no. But Lords of Shadow the first one was actually a pretty random and raved about game. No, that's. I think that I, I'm trying to really think a bit. If if I really wanted to see something go an extra mile, I'm going to go something new because I think that both of the games that are kind of coming to my mind are games that I think do fit a AAA game style if you wanted them to, if they were fleshed out just a little bit more. And it's going to be that air game that I just recently played, The Memories of Old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a similar vein, Rhyme, I would like to see uh, a game. I, I would like to see Rhyme actually given the treatment from uh, what used to be um, uh, Ico, Studio Ico, or whatever. Um, oh, Lord, what's it actually called? Saul, so, so help me here. 
I don't know why I can't think I, of what I can't think of what it is either. I can think of the out. I mean, it's gen design now. I don't. I mean, T Mico. Type T Mico. Anyway, uh, I would so like to see go to Team T Mico, or even if it's just the remnants of them that are at uh, Japan Studio. I think that would be cool because that game had that. But you know, and I think I would stick with that direction because of the idea about exploring in a in a AAA environment and doing it in a weird way. Because the Last Guardian is somewhere between double A AA and triple A in a, a lot of ways, I would imagine. I, I'd actually like to know what they consider it to be. I did not know you can get Legacy of Kane on on Steam. Yes, you can. That's sweet. Um, anyway, what, what would you consider The Last Guardian to be? Would you consider that a triple A game? My design, it kind of is, though, isn't it? I think so. I mean, it's a big budget game. Took a long time. I, I mean, I would consider it. Uh, so I think that both both of those games, I think Air, Memories of Old, I think there's a little more to it because Air has such a cool idea of moving between uh, the story, if it was really fleshed out upon, would have been cooler. The idea of the world being broken apart in the way that you're going across, it was really cool. I did like the idea of Rhyme, and I'm not going to get into it from spoiler reasons, but the the symbology behind rhyme and the way that the game works is really cool. And I liked the way that it was told. And I'm, I was disappointed that it wasn't ended up being a Sony game, uh, that Sony came out from under it, even though it really ended up being a great game. I don't know why they decided that it was like that for them, but there's a couple games they did that on. So great question. I just, I'm, I'm slightly indecisive because of the nature of indie games being so unique to the fact that they are indie, but I think air memories of old to Shin design or, or, um, the remain there the remainder of team Ico that are still at uh studio japan okay so. cool deal well let's go let's move on to the main topic then okay sorry midnight oh my gosh ah we'll get there. we'll get we're good I, I know saul came over so graciously late this is one of the weekends where we're having to do things very it's been late twice now twice now the past two recordings or not whoops not reader mail but the past two actual recordings have been done late sure because uh, I think you went out of town for Bill, Bill Burr, right? Or is that Reader Mail we did? It was Reader Mail we did late. No, 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 no. Yeah, we did Reader Mail late. No, we didn't. We did Reader Mail on a Thursday night. I mean, no, we did the last episode on Thursday night. Oh, you're right. Because I went out my car on Must have been the Bill Burr one. Boy, time is it's like a it's like a window. Sometimes you look through it and it's different. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I like you say. This is my it doesn't make talk. anything sense. But um, anyway, so the topic that we were kind of thinking about here is a little bit of a split topic. One of it is. You know, what does it mean for a console to go on this route to 100 million and the fact that so few other consoles have even existed in there? So in the grand scheme of uh, consoles that have even breaking, uh, broken the 100 million um, like what is it, of the all three, time, the, the DS, the PS2. There's only five other ones, right? So there's five? Yeah, there's, all, there's only five consoles between consoles and handhelds that are there currently. So DS. Um, so in order... It's the PlayStation 2 best-selling console at 155 million, oh, uh, and technically could be more than that, but that's what we know. The Nintendo DS behind it at 154 million. The Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, because they consider them the same family, uh, and at 118 million. Uh, the PlayStation behind that 102 million, and the Wii behind that at 101 million. So if you think about that, it's interesting that it's both Sony and Nintendo, which is probably what we're well, going to see. And hit. think about it this way: the only the only home consoles in them that are not the Wii, because the Wii was a weird. The, the Wii, the Wii was the exception. You know what I mean? Oh. The Wii was a weird phenomena that only gained the traction it did because of weird gimmicky support. I mean, that's, that's really what it was, and you know, you know that because the scales, the sales skyrocketed so high, and then. Attachment rate dropped terribly. Yeah, uh, it was just it, that that generation was just a weird one because they made a lot of money on the hardware side, but they did not make a lot of money on the software side necessarily. Um, far better than the Wii U, but still. Uh, so if you think about that, the only consoles in there that aren't because of some weird social 
crave around the Wii are both PlayStations, and they're both. Well, don't forget the Game Boys. Well, th- but those are the only consoles. Oh, the other ones are handhelds. Yeah. Now, of course, the other things in that in that realm are Nintendo, and I'll give Nintendo. Well, that, I was going to say it's, it's it's crazy that that's what they are. It's two Sony's and wait, two Sony's technically three Nintendos, uh, and that's what it's going to be again. Because I guarantee you, the Switch is going to hit. 100 million, and I guarantee you it's PS4. I'm still curious. I mean, I think that... 20 million as far as year, dude. Because here's the thing. I mean, a lot of people are saying that because of PlayStation selling so well early on, uh, PS4 specifically selling so well early on that it was already in like the, well, it may well hit 100 million. But I still think there's a ton of things that PlayStation could have done to screw that up by now. Uh, There's a lot of things that they could have... Here's, here's what I'll say. I think Switch has already had enough odd barriers in its way that I'm surprised it got through without any issue. Nah, you got the, you the got fact Pokemon. that there's two, two, two cycles I, of Pokemon. I know, out. but do, I mean, are you telling me that there's not something in your mind that's like, okay, the fact that the online play is going to be re- paid to require and, everything does it now. I don't oh, I, I, I know, but the only reason I say that is it's not even up to it. You know, we, we, we've complained a couple times, and you've definitely about PlayStation's right. state, right? That's not even going into the Nintendo states. It, Nintendo's Nintendo, online service is, I mean, is a joke. Yeah, it falls into that weird. It depends because, like, people, we still don't know what that whole Nintendo one game a month thing or they're going to do is. Like, is it is like? Are you even because you know originally it was supposed to be the end of the first year they were going to do pay for online. Is pay for online not even going yet? Uh, no, 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 no. It's it's not probably it's probably not coming out till November when Smash comes out. So they've pushed it back an entire year from their original plan. No, no, they always said the end of this year. I, I swore when they came out, it was the end of launch year. It was no, it November was, it was, of that year. It was year. towards the end of this year, like a September to November, somewhere in that time frame. I can't remember the exact I'm going to go date. back and look that up. I mean, I guess it doesn't necessarily matter, but I'm I'm fairly positive the initial thing was that they were going to have online ready for around Splatoon 2's launch. Um, and I mean, Splatoon 2 had online. You're talking about the service. Yes, I, so I know, but okay. I'm talking about the pa- having to pay for online service. Gotcha. No, I, um, I don't remember that. I thought it was always September I'm going to look it up, October, but I want to say, and I mean, it could be either. I'll give you that. I'm going to look it up because it may have been that it was always supposed to be this November, but I thought of it as the first November. So I'm going to look it up for my own personal I think, though, knowledge, that, like to, to kind of wield this back to uh, PlayStation is that, uh, which is going to be ironic because I'm going to start this conversation saying the Switch has <laughs> Pokemon coming out of this year and next year. And I think that's going to bring a lot of people back. I Absolutely. think what's really going to crush it, though, is that when Spider-Man comes out, you're going to see a, a, an influx in sales there on PS4s. Sure. Most definitely. Now, here's what I want to say about your Pokemon thing, though, right? Because I do think there's a lot of arguments about the games coming out on Switch, right? But And now these are consoles starting off in very vastly different ways. Uh, the 3DS came out to a, a, a resounding thud. It was a very, it came out the very it was, similar way the Switch did. And, a lot of bad games and like one Zelda game. Well, I mean, I could say that, but I guess in my mind what I'm really talking about is they were too much money for what they were. Definitely when the Vita came out, not far from around it, and we only knew the price of the Vita going into it, and they were the same price, even though the Vita was incredibly more powerful. Right. Um, now, the Vita ended up suffering its own fates, uh, but the launch, lining up, the, la- the launch lineup for the D- 3DS was abysmal. Yeah, no a submarine money. game, a Street Fighter game, and Zelda. And that no, was the three launch games. Nobody cared, and yeah, it was a Zelda we'd already all played before. Yeah, uh, nah, I'm not gonna lie though, I was no, super no, no, I, yeah, I was too. But still, it was a Zelda game we'd all played before. Um, so, I mean, think about it this way: Would you have been as excited if the Switch was just launching with Majora's Mask remake? Yeah. No, I, I mean specifically no, the remake in the same style where it was like the one that came out on 3DS. Yeah. I don't think you would have been as excited as you were about Breath of the Wild I mean, because if, there's if, something if more about a brand 3DS, new game. No, 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 no. If you, you forget, Majora's Mask is one of my favorite Zelda games. I mean, mine too. Actually, Waker. I mean, it's... Honestly, if they, could, they, if they made a sequel to Wind Waker that was instead of Breath of the Wild, boy, you, you would have had him faster yeah, than I did, I think. Yeah, you think I'm kidding. I but, love uh, Wind Waker. But yeah, like... Um, 
I think though that like the, the way Nintendo has such these like these such weird exceptions because you have people who aren't going to get a Switch somewhere to you this Pokemon Go round because it's Pokemon Go inspired. I might. I and might. Then, well, it, well, but I'm very on very fence. on the fence, yeah. and I'm on the side but, of the fence where I'm not going to get it. Currently, then you have but... all the people who don't have a Switch yet that are waiting for that game because they played Pokemon Go and not nothing else really. Sure. And I'll then you have that. people next year who are like, I'm waiting to get a Switch for that one because it's not Pokemon Go inspired, and. So it's 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 gonna have these weird influxes at it. Twenty million in a year to say after a new po- two new Pokemon games, new Zelda, you know, new Mario, whatever they may have in seven to eight years in the same span of um, you know, not quite what is it now, five almost six now with PS4 that uh, you're you're not gonna have as quickly I don't think, but I think it's gonna it's it's a very similar success story, and I think that when to we see the 3DS, I'm sorry, no no to PS4. Okay, okay. Because, I'm making sure I'm paying attention. Yeah, it's like it's almost like the Switch is following the same trajectory because the PS4 launched with not a whole lot, but then over the course um, of its you know very first couple years, it established itself, and then the hard hitters started coming out by year three. And I mean, like real hard hitters, like Bloodborne games you buy the system for, yeah, uh, uh, that, that everybody can objectively agree on. And I think that when you have Spider-Man coming out at the end of, uh, I mean, beginning of next month. You have that right there as one of the big system sellers of this year. Then you have The Last of Us 2, which we don't know exactly when uh, to be exact, but that's another system yeah, seller. Now, when you say, yeah, when we're talking about really, because, I mean, you think about biggest games coming out this year, right? That when Exclu- you, I'm, I'm mainly exclusives. Well, yeah, but you also want to say you're saying system seller, right? Here's the thing about Red Dead Redemption 2. It's probably going to be, well, I don't know, man. It really couldn't be, but Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to be a, a huge game. It's not necessarily going to be a system seller. Well, I didn't, will, say, I didn't will, say Red Dead. I know, I know. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, 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 I'm with you because you're saying, you know, right. it, it's arguably. Gonna, I mean, yeah, Spider-Man is probably the biggest system seller of this year. Yeah, right. For and PlayStation. It, and Red Dead will, I don't think. So Red, Red Dead will be a system seller to an extent. You, Yeah, it, you can't disagree when I say Red Dead will outsell the PS, or outsell on PS4 than Xbox. There yeah. will be more on PS4 yeah, than absolutely. Xbox. But um, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast when you're dealing with a almost two to one ratio right. of console that's just going to happen. So, um, I, but it's just curious. See, how Red much... Dead Red Dead has the potential to be a system seller for both sides. Um, yeah, to get the people who have been. So waiting. I'm just saying that yeah, it'll be a system seller for people that go, want to hop in. But yeah, you're right. Spider Man will be the system seller. It'll be a big influence or uh, influx. Sorry of uh, people and for both of those games. But Spider Man for sure because Spider Man's outside of just gaming. Uh, that's one. Oh thing. yeah, comics, kids, all toys, all but kinds of things. Real quick, going Movies. back to the going back to the Switch, because you know we're talking about what it means to be up there, and why I don't quite think right now that the Switch is going to for sure hit that number. The part of the reason I think like, you're using Pokemon as uh, one of your examples, right? Of well, this is one of the biggest things I think is going to help it hit that number. If you think about the 3DS, looking right here, the 3DS is at 72 million, right? And that's after Nintendo have continued to push out exclusives on it, even though the Switch has been out for more than a year, and there's still games coming. Ex- well, the 3DS soon, like the uh, Luigi's Mansion remake, and Persona, only be on 3DS. Persona Q2 on there too. But Q, that's a little different. I mean, but at the same time, because it it's a third, it's a third party. Game. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, that's you what know, you're Nintendo saying. doesn't really control where that where that goes. Well, I will say though that that whoops, Pokemon Go has been this weird thing too. Of that, it's brought a lot of people who've never played these games in, and I think that and the, I, let's go Eevee and Pikachu. Sure, are going to be. And I was going to give you that. I, I, yeah, but to go back into it is that even with that. You know, you're you're using Pokemon as a big linchpin of like, okay, well here from here is where we're going to get a lot of people coming in. That's true, but if that's so true and that's going to be one of the things that pushes it up above a hundred million, why was that not true? The DS, the DS, well, the, the 3DS had a the 3DS had was out for almost what six years total of its entire lifespan, and the um, the the 3DS came out in 2011. 
Okay, so it's been out nine, almost nine years, because it came out at the very beginning of 2011, right? I mean, I think it was or seven uh, years. I think, yeah, I think I can't it, do math. yeah, it's, I think it's October. Well, I, I, of, uh, I'll say that in one year, the Switch already has one, over one third of its sales of a 3DS. Yeah, but the 3DS started off slow because it was really it took about a year and a half in, and that's why I say I'll give you that. Similar. Well, that's why I say I give you that because no, the Switch has. The Switch has started amazingly. No, I'm talking the, about the, the game, the way it launched with the types of games it launched. Sure, with. but I'm th- I'm talking about the way it launched sales wise, right? Re- reception. But right? I'm, I'm comparing the it reception to like what? behind the Switch has been so much stronger than the reception behind the early 3DS was. The 3DS took Nintendo making a big, a massive marketing change, changing the way that games yeah. were coming, and I, and really I, pushing on that. And we do have Smash Brothers too, and that's going to sell. Sure. sure. Um, and it will, and it millions of the. But Switches. again, Smash Brothers is on the now. There's again. There's always some kind of stipulation because, like we said, Pokemon Go is bringing more people into Pokemon than ever before. But then again, even with that, Pokemon Sun and Moon came after Go, and it's Pokemon sh- Sun and Moon still didn't sell very it's well. It's not a, but that that's where that's where Pokemon Let's Go and Eevee, of course, that's the reason they were made. It's well, because Nintendo I, I get saw what that. you're saying, but even then, man, Sun and Moon, I'm not, I, I'm not going to say bastardized because that's that's too massive. But Sun and Moon it really eased up on most of the core mechanics and a lot yeah, of people because they not... thought they thought that's. And I guarantee you, now that we saw that we saw Let's Go Pokemon Eevee and whatever, that was a test. That was to see if they made the games easier for these more casual Pokemon Go players to come in. Well, and I don't think it worked. No, it did personally. No, so it failed. I think they're seeing that the it game, has to be the storyline of those games were really cool. The game was like ridiculously easy i had a nuzlocke i did a nuzlocke on that game and i not ever not once did i have a pokemon die on me but um so i mean but that's what i mean is that so i guess i'm just using the 3ds as an example of a console that got plenty of pokemon games but still didn't i mean it hasn't even broken 80 million right that's and, it's still coming right. out 24 million shy and, now of course the switch has got a number of different things but it's still got a really dumb online service going against it so these are reasons why i think you know we're talking about what does it mean for playstation to do it well the re, what it means for playstation is that playstation this despite the only real controversy they've been in with the PlayStation 4 has been cross-play, and that's only been the last year, realistically. And even then, like I say, there's just a very vocal group of people who want it, but you can tell by the sales numbers that the majority of people either... Even if they have an opinion on it and they really care, they, they don't care enough don't for it to stop them with from their buying wallet. it. Yeah. Or they just don't care at all, which I honestly think is more likely the real, the real answer, is that more than more often than not, out of 80 million people, the majority of people who bought that PlayStation don't care that it's not cross-play. Yeah, and we, and we, don't, um, we won't know that until, I'd say, at the end of this year or fiscal next year that we'll see those numbers because I don't think we will at all. But, you know. I mean, what do you mean by numbers of sales from... Like, we'll see how, we'll how, see how much the Xbox may go up and go down, and we can based use these, off of these last couple months. Back off, based yeah. off of... Yeah, we can, you can use these platform. last couple months, too, to see kind of any fallout, because there certainly is no games coming out anytime soon for Xbox that are exclusive. The big ones, except for, like, what is it? Forza Horizon 4, and that's yeah. it? yeah. Like, uh, like for the in this, this general vicinity, yeah, this year, so... I think I think you're right. Um, so, yeah, you could use you could use that, but... I don't think I don't think PS4 is like unrealistically going to hit. Well, because like, no, well, I will say, you know, going back to the 3DS, and then now we're going to go to the Xbox with that in particular, um, and to the PlayStation because we've seen everybody do this to an extent, right? We saw the PlayStation come out and just really step all over their own feet with the PS3. Yeah, right. Then we saw the Xbox do it with the Xbox One, and then we saw Nintendo do it with the 3DS. 
And we've seen and Nintendo extent, do it with the Switch. Wii U. Yeah, and the Switch. You know, next I mean, not really, because the Switch, honestly, has been a success story from them since day one. Uh, the, the Switch was like, they were really in the market. Everybody was looking at them harder than ever because not only was the Wii a, a, a failure in the long run because of the fact that it hit such a high number, but then it just didn't have any notable games or anything. The fact that GameCube didn't sell very well. Uh, every console that Nintendo has made... Um, with the exception of the Wii, has sold worse every single time than the one before it. So it's been just a downward climb. Especially the Wii Mini. Yeah, the Wii was just this weird spike, and then it just dropped off. But here's the thing. When you really look about it, when you think about what it's what it's doing with that, you, everybody's looking at Nintendo in a different way, right? So he's he's looking at the Wii U, which comes in at around 13.56 million units. Now, the Nintendo Switch is already also the Wii U that fast. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm nuts. getting at, right? So when you think about it like that, Nintendo were very under the spot. So the the Switch has been a success story. PlayStation had the had the same benefit of that. And that's where you could see the some of the parallels. The PlayStation had the same benefit after launching so haphazardly with the PS3 and then pulling themselves up uh by the end of the generation to have matched their competitor um, pretty much with the 360. Um, you see that it's not impossible, but look, this is the reason why I, I, I think this way sometimes is yes, the switch has the potential. There's nothing that would show me that prior to this, that it would be likely the reason the, the PS3 is the only, if, if PS4 hits a hundred million, the PS3 will be the only home console that PlayStation's put out that didn't hit it. And you could pretty much test that to the fact that it started off so slow. Yeah. If it would have started off on better footing and they would have been able to somehow maintain full backwards compatibility all the way through, they probably would have sold a hundred million. So you think they're going to hit a hundred million by the end of this month, this, this year? No, you don't think, I think you that, don't think that Spider-Man, I, Red Dead, all I, these call I, out. I think that by March of next year, March of next year. So what's in February again of next year? We have Code Vein. We have oh yeah, never mind. We have we'll be March. We'll be screw February next I, year. I think March. March is possible, and I think if not March, then by June, we will we will be right. Do at you think Days Gone is a system cell? No. Okay, I, I didn't. I didn't either. I was gonna see if we disagree um, on that. Personally, I mean, I just think it's hard to say that it, now it could end up being, but I mean, for for some people, yeah, but like I don't see it generally. Being word of mouth, could, well, could, everything can surprise, right? I mean, uh, God of War sold. There was actually an article about God of War out crazy, out exceeding, well, you know, outperforming Sony's expectations of the game. Uh, so I think anything can surprise anything. Uh, until Dawn, Sony didn't expect to do well at all, and it did really well. Man, that was one, hit, that, so. that was one of the best games I think I've ever watched somebody else play. So that's one of those weird things when it comes to that. But uh, I mean, what does it mean for a console to be in the hundred million thing? Realistically, <clears> when you think success. about it this way, how uh, when you put it up against competition. It is. It's a little disappointing that, and that they are the most recent addition. Uh, Xbox. The fact that they don't have anything that's in that is uh, a little disappointing for them because you know the 360 was going so strong. But here's here. I guess here's where you go with this too. You know, I say that maybe the PS3 didn't hit 100 million because it started off slow. Well, you know what? The Xbox 360 did not start off slow, and it still didn't hit 100 million. But Xbox is not as a global a brand as PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Xbox is pretty um, much like. Xbox does North dirt America. numbers in Japan, uh, and it does it doesn't even sell in a lot of the other countries that PlayStation does actually sell in. That's starting to change with China opening up. Uh, you know, 
I think you can buy an Xbox in China now. I know that you can do PlayStation and stuff like that in China. That was something that was recent to this generation. If I can recall looking at numbers, it was kind of weird that it's like this is a huge untapped market uh, that was primarily run by PC before that because, you know, a lot of uh, the Chinese um, player base is into uh, PC games. There's like a lot of Chinese people who are very into, um, oh, Lord, what's really? the Blizzard game? StarCraft Two. Um yeah, so, StarCraft Two War. Like, yeah, and then, so well, many. it's funny because you know we still talking about PC, right? Uh, one of the biggest players of PUBG on PC is Chinese players. So it's, it's a weird market for them well, to not get into. No, but, no. I mean, Blue Hole, who made PUBG or whatever, are based out of China yeah, too, aren't they? Yeah, but I would say that um, while this is true too, apparently it's uh, PS4 Pros are selling out across the world right now. I don't know why, but like. I mean, I think kind of contributes well to the topic. I, well, mean, I, I think we know well, why. Well, this goes into the topic, right? Yeah. Why are they hitting it? Well, first of all, they've had a mid-gen refresh, and that what the mid-gen refresh has done is gotten them for. I, I bought an extra console. Now I have technically I've bought more than that because of the way that. I've, but then again, I've cost them sales in other areas. So eh. yeah, uh, because I bought more than one and sold one to you, and then or I well, sold my not a PS I, Pro. Yeah, but I mean, like my first PS4, I sold to you. Then I bought another one, and then I bought a PS4 Pro that I sold to Jonathan when I got this one. So it that. goes around. Uh, but still, you think about that. The mid-gen refresh matters. There are a lot of people. Excuse me. I'd guarantee that there are at least two million, if not more, people who are dedicated enough to go. The PS4 Pro looks worth it enough to me. It's not a ridiculous price four hundred dollars was not ridiculous ask price for me um and i went and i was like okay this seems worth it and i did it and i enjoy it so you think about that that helps bolster the number yeah uh, and then when you have playstation coming out after what if what if playstation done playstation have shown why you need to own a ps4 pro whereas objectively speaking i've not seen that same treatment from any other mid-gen refresh right i don't think the xbox one x has had a great example of games that are like well this is why you need to own the one x and i don't think no. that do you remember when nintendo did the uh, the the uh, new Nintendo 3DS and yeah. the new Nintendo? Okay, I don't remember ever seeing a game that I was like, I see why this needs to be on this one. Um, I, I got it for a couple reasons. But I mean, I, I played Majora's Mask on it, and playing Majora's Mask with the analog nub was awesome. Yeah, that was about it. Though that, I, I did not feel like the game. It worked really well with Majora's Mask, as you said. It worked really well with Smash, and it worked really well with something else. And one, well, see, and you remember there were very few games. Uh, well, okay, and this is the no. There was with, there was only like this is also the problem with mid-gen refreshes, right? Is that there this were, was the actual like there were games that console. were only playable on the Nintendo the new Nintendo 3DS, which was ridiculous. There was only like uh, six one or seven, them, wasn't there? Yeah, one of them was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. No, yeah, Z Xenoblade, Xenoblade, not Chronicles. You're right. Sorry, Xenoblade. Oh no, you you are right. Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Okay. That's uh, thank you. Anyway, yeah, so Xenoblade Chronicles 3D was a new Nintendo 3DS exclusive. You couldn't play it on anything else. Uh, but the game didn't sell very well. The Nintendo didn't, Fire didn't Emblem sell Warriors very well. was another one. Was it exclusive? Yeah, or Fire Emblem Warriors was the oh, Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors counterpart. Actually, apparently, uh, Hyrule and Fire Emblem Warriors are really really good on the Switch. That's wild. Anyway, defender. that's what I mean. We, you look at all these weird factors that could have attributed to it. It is interesting that neither the Xbox 360 or the PS3 did, even though the PS the 360 did not have a slow start. Um, Nintendo's so weird. They get away with so much stuff that other companies wouldn't, but they're, they're Nintendo, so like, they do it. Yeah, I guess, and I got a little bit, I lost the plot a little bit there, but what I was getting at is that there's no numbers that I've seen before from Nintendo that would indicate that this is a reasonable thing to see from them. Now, of course, odd things happen all the time, and there is the chance that, that this is the exception and the Switch does hit $100 million. but 
it's crazy to think that of all the consoles, home consoles, which we've been told we're going to die, and then we obviously see that they have it. I'm sick of that. I'm, si- I'm so sick of people saying Well, and now we're hearing it again, right? Because S- traditional player, home consoles... Nope. Well, but now, now traditional home consoles are going to die in favor of a streaming service as tech gets to a point where it's not worth it to make a set-top box and instead you buy a streaming box that streams the game. That's what... Do you remember this? There was a... Well, Xbox is doing something similar to that. Where they Reportedly. Have, reportedly. Yeah, but they, yeah. There'll be they, a traditional console alongside a streaming box. Which option. isn't a bad idea, to be honest. Well, and if, and if you think about it, I mean, I don't think it's too far to think that that may eventually happen to PlayStation. There's less of a reason for PlayStation to do it. The reason it makes sense for Xbox is that they have made themselves an ecosystem across multiple platforms. Yeah. Sony hasn't done that because they don't have the Except benefit of PS owning now. their own... Yeah, but they don't have the they don't have the benefit of owning their own uh, operating system on PC right. that's ubiquitous like Windows. I wish they did. That'd I mean, cool. yeah, maybe. I mean, it depends because right, you have the XMB, which was pure love, and then you have the bubble system from the Vita. So maybe they can't make. But then again, Windows eight. They're like Nintendo. Garbage. They make some dumb to design decisions. Yeah. But uh, so so what's up with this uh, with these digital sales we've been seeing lately? Uh yeah. Let's transfer over to that. So. Now, this is more interesting because we see numbers all the time. So one thing that you pointed out uh, from this was that, okay, $131 million for God of War. Uh, and that was a, almost half of the game sales for digital. Uh, and then we looked. And actually, throughout the entire first quarter, which is from uh, April to June, uh, beginning of April, end of June, um, 46, if I recall right, uh, 46% of all game sales on PlayStation 4, at least, uh, were digital. Uh, and that's crazy, right? Because we talk about it all the time. I guess one of the reasons I wanted to include this is that uh, for months in a row, we were talking about how Fortnite was making just a ridiculous amount of money um, off of microtransactions, right? Well, it's kind of nice to go, okay, well, look, not only that, but we're seeing a single-player-based game make massive amounts of money, which $131 million is a massive chunk. I mean, you know, we know that God of War sold 5 million units, I think, in its first month. Um, three to five? I, th- I think it was five by the end of the month. So, you know, when you, when you look at it that way, it's interesting to see this, but it's still, to me, what I think is interesting is that we've always heard these people for almost, like, really five to seven years now telling us that it's eventually going to go all digital. And that they were like, but the numbers are picking up. And yeah, they are picking up, but the fact that they've still not broken over the halfway mark is actually pretty telling to me. I think it goes to show that a lot of people still want to own a game physically. Well, I think, I think that that decision is not going to be up to us. I think that decision, when I say well, that the to future an extent, will be digital, it will be made for us, well, where we won't have no choice. Well, to an extent, I think we will. I, I, because you're gonna, I think you're going to see a lot of these more indie games where... Well, the economy does it, right? And it's more than just... I, I'm not even going to say the economy, right? It's, I'm going to say it's the economy versus the uh, ability to get access to uh, decent internet. Uh, now, maybe, and it depends, right? A lot of people, and the reason I say this specifically is a lot of people are acting like we were already going to be in the digital future by now. Well, I think, I think uh, but also, we're not, and we're not even over the halfway mark. And th- that's telling to me because it shows that there's enough people who are, who wanted to buy God of War who either wanted it physically or could not get it digitally. Those are the only two reasons. It would Wait, either, what? They, the fact that only, 40, that only 46% of these games are being sold digitally yeah. means that either that's more more than half the people have it physically. That's telling that it's either that more people want to own the physical game over digital or or and, I guess is what I'd say, and or. Uh, that that's what they, that threw me off. You said and. I'm like, wait. I mean, whatever. So, But my point being is that it's either that and it can also be a mixture of that on top of people who do not have access to good enough internet to buy the games digitally. Right. And now that happens, right? Because you think about it this way, and for Blaze, perfect recent example, 
Blaze was wanting to hang out one weekend, and I can't remember he had something going on. And he was like, well, what are you playing this weekend? If nothing else, we'll play together. And I was like, well, I was playing Warframe. And he goes, oh, okay, I'll try and download it. Well, Blaze has a Windstream, okay? And a lot of people in town can, like, can't get Cable 1. All they can get is Windstream. This is in our town, which is a big town. And it was going to take Blaze to download this game, uh, which I think was like 20-something gigs, maybe 30-something oh, no. gigs. It may even Warframe's be 50. like 60 gigs. Even so, let's just say it's let's say it's sixty. Mo- okay, God of War was like forty something gigs, if I remember right. Uh, if we think about that, so many of these games are that big. It was going to take like a day and a half for Blaze to download that game when he could just go to GameStop. If it was a fit- now Warframe's right. a weird example, but let's just well, say it was say, God of War. Uh, th- he could have went and got and he did. To be fair, he could have went and got God of War, popped it into his PlayStation, and been playing in thirty minutes or an hour. Whereas for him to play it digitally, and that's what I mean. Why I get what you're saying. Eventually, well, you see, you, you, the argument works both ways because you said. Almost half said they that they, they they got it physically. Well, almost half got yeah. it digitally. Yeah, but I'm just and saying I think it's telling that we're not over the halfway. Well, and yet. I think that a lot when of, originally people were acting like this was going like well, by now we would have already been in the people, all digital. A lot of people also don't understand that our stuff majority like digital. internet and stuff like that is going to become more widely accessible. You're not going to be getting the slower speeds that we're getting now. And I guarantee you, in the next five years, there won't be physical games anymore. Just because, like, in five years, like imagine internet five years ago at the right we are going imagine five years in the future well the internet's not had any massive uh, improvements what do in you ter- mean I, i'm telling you it's just like it, it's like cell phones the last few years of cell phones have been very drastically dropped because there's not been a technological advantage the, the, the thing about fiber I, I don't know but fiber's been around for cable more than, did not have cable one did not have fiber five but that's years only ago. for us that's not well, I'm just talking about not, that's, that's just an example, though. Well, sure, but that's only us. But Fiber's been around for more than a decade. That's what I mean is when you start thinking about these things, like, the, and the reason I brought up cell phones is like you have, there's always some technological hurdle that gets into it. Uh, it's and, not, it's not even like, a technological hurdle. For cell phones, it's batteries. The reason you haven't seen any bigger uh, That's not a technological hurdle, though. That's a, that's, a prof- that's a personal hurdle because you don't want thick phones. Well, well, no, I mean, it's technological because batteries, they haven't found a way to get a battery that just generally holds right, more and they, can hold the source. Right, but they easily I, could. I mean, I get what you're saying, too, but it's still a technological hurdle in the long run. Battery technology has not advanced in the it's last 10 years. It's just like they years, could do 4K. Like it was before but that. But they could do 4K phone screens and stuff like that. If, if they had a battery to power it. Right, and if they just made the phones bigger, thicker, and pricier. But and, it would be way bigger but, than but that. But they still could do that technology. They, still, I guess. But on the internet, definitely in America, it's due to a poor infrastructure. So when you think about that, and how, how does that get remedied? And America is a very big gaming thing and a lot of people game who don't have access to internet. I think that's going to just only increase it though when they see when they realize how much of the population in, in these in these coming years actually do rely on this kind of thing it's going to increase internet improvement it's gonna, yeah it's going to increase the infrastructure in, in and, the and I guess you know the, the thing we go back to is you remember how we said Sony started off the PlayStation Network on a bad infrastructure right we're talking about the same problem of eventually the problem is going to have to be that our infrastructure has to be completely changed which means actually that we're going to have to kind of in a way Drop, drop all internet and come, back. and come back up from the ground up. Well, and it. see, I don't think that's now not in all areas. Because, not in all areas. I think right. that we would be fine, but there are going to be places that have to have this happen yeah. for it to come down. And it's very costly for them to go through and dig. Like, okay, fiber, when you're putting, the, if they're going to expand out these new areas, definitely fiber, it's very expensive to do this. They have to see a reason to do it. And that's why fiber is not out in certain places. Like a little bit past where I used to live, you can't get it. A lot of places are like that that still have people who buy games. And that's why I say it's a balance. The only reason I say that we should be careful is that. Five years ago, people were saying five years from now we'll be in a digital-only future, and we're not even over the halfway mark. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, but, that, the, but you, you say see that, games that have sold, what is it? What is it? 131, half of that, it's $65 million in digital sales. No, that was digital review by itself, revenue by itself. So oh, yeah, that made $131 right. so, yeah, million that's, in digital. That's ridiculous. Now, that's a $60 game that sold $5 million. That's not that surprising. You know what I mean? Right, but um, still. But it goes to show the fact that the overall percentage 
uh, is not over the halfway mark is is. It's, it's not surprising. It's not over the halfway mark, but it's almost there. It's easing up. But yeah. yeah, but if you listen to the way people talk before, like I say, when people well, were saying see. five years ago that five years from now we'll be all digital, obviously that's not even true and we're not even over the halfway mark. It goes to show that sometimes this stuff happens at a slower rate than you think. You let's, know what I mean? Let's see how many. No. Let's, I'm curious how much God of War 3 sold digitally. God of War 3? Oh, good question. I don't even know if it was a digital day one because it came out in 2010. It doesn't look like anybody knows either because I'm not. Well, that, that was before day one digital and digital sales were a thing. I don't. I don't think that you can really do that. Most people who would have bought the game would have bought it physically because it wasn't even available digitally for a long time. You yeah, get I'm what trying I'm to think of something that's and see that's that's comparable. Thing I get too. what you're trying yeah. to say is comparable, but I mean if you that's why they showed the whole stat. If you go the whole stat, which is all digital sales are 46 percent of the are all sales 46 percent of them were uh, accounted for digitally. So when you think about that, that's what I'm saying. For that whole number across all games to not pass the halfway mark when five years ago people were saying that by this time we'd be all digital is telling that it doesn't happen as quickly as people want to think it does. I'll give it 10 years then. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Because, uh, and it, it depends on what thing. things happen. Because one of the things that we haven't even talked about, what happens if we just get really crazy good, somebody shoots up a... A satellite that can do satellite internet is better than anything else we can have. Not saying it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't understand, but, but like, there are things that, like that that could happen. But if you know, if we're going off, I just think that sometimes people throw numbers on these, and it it's telling to me that yes, they're making a lot of money digitally. That's interesting, and it's cool to see. I mean, there's a lot of upsides there for the publisher because the publisher makes more money. There's less cost. Yeah. There's no in between, man. No, um, it's better for it's almost it's better for everybody around everybody involved except Best Buy. I mean, and GameStop, and you know all those other companies. Well, in a way, it is. It's not better for you. It's it's better for you as a day one customer. If you weren't a day one customer, it's actually better for you as a two months or three months in customer to go to GameStop and get it for twenty dollars off when the store still has it for sixty dollars. I've never seen it twenty dollars off for sixty dollars. Never. Yeah. No. Yeah, I have. And, and not ever, long. Never, Actually, ever. perfect example. I, if, if you go to GameStop like two weeks after a game comes out, I guarantee you God of War. No, no, two months is what I said. Oh, I think it's two weeks. No, two I was months. Like, I was like, I guarantee you God of War right now is still fifty four ninety nine. God of War probably. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not talking about used. I'm talking about new. That, uh, that's why I said fifty four ninety nine used. Well, yeah, but I'm, saying, I'm talking about new because used goes weird. So when you go to a new game, I'm, I'm sure that right now God of War is still 60 because God of War is not slowing down sales-wise. It wouldn't matter to them. But one of the benefits of physical, and it always has been this way, when a game's been out for a while and they just have excess stock, they start to do weird things. But the one thing I hate about Microsoft is really bad about this. They don't ever lower their digital stuff. So even though uh, Forza Horizon 3 is like a two-and-a-half-year-old game it's now. It's like $40 still. It's still $60. No, it was $40 on sale like last week. On sale. I'm talking about its base price. That, oh. that's, that, if I went, well, that's that's the nature of digital, right? It's because all these games and, are going to stay I mean, 60 and, that's and a, they just go That's an sales. upside for the publisher because they don't have to lose money there. But you said, a, What's well, upside for you too? Because then, then things but, like But it's this, not an upside for me because I can go to GameStop and get it for 20 bucks. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about when it becomes a thing in the future in which when instead of having these little rinky dinky summer sales that have five good games across the entire summer on sale, you're going to have stuff like steam summer sales that have hundreds of games that you may want to pick up for way lesser than what anything we're getting now. Well, maybe so, but even then, because everything at that point is digital. Even steam's not as that competitive. It's always that you get good sales oh, on no. older games. Trust, I mean, I've been, I've done a lot of steam I know, sales, but I buy I, games I never even end up playing. Right, but I'm just saying but, that like, except you don't see 75% off discounts on the PlayStation store that often. I mean, and, oh, yeah, I mean, the summer sale they actually recently did was pretty good. Uh, with, it with, was about okay. that. 
But I mean, I, I get where you're going from, but I'm also saying that that, you, well, that, see, that's that was a, only a counter to your thing where it, you're saying that digital is better for everyone involved. It's better almost always but see, for the for the publisher, but it's not always better for the end user. GameStop's gonna that be could a, change, though. GameStop's not going to be along for much longer, though. I mean, you know, we can pretty much... And again, something else people have been saying forever. They found ways to diversify themselves. No, but you, themselves. you really see the evidence in the pudding right now. Yeah. When, when they because they bought up Cricket, which is the one of the worst mobile phone um, and did really badly uh, on carriers. It. But when they still do it, and of course, um, but they did buy just to throw it out there. What is it called? You're they right, bought Think Geek. Yeah, Think Geek. But Think Geek has made them tons of money. That's the only reason they've even been able to stay around as long as they have. Right. But then you see half their stores becoming shells of a Think Geek store instead of a game yeah, store. Yeah, and I understand and, that. But they are. But they, it is a way for them to. It's, it's, diversify it's a, and stay alive as a shell of a GameStop. And what's weird what is I don't think be. that their publishing arm did very good for them. No, of course it um, didn't. Because I haven't it's even just heard of a works. new game from them. So I mean, I what get was what you're last saying, game, the little C game they had. I think so. Oh, no, Deformers was their last game. Oh yeah, I forgot about Deformers because yeah. everybody got it for free. <laughs> Bad on them. That that might have been what really put the nail in that coffin, though. To be fair, well, yeah. But I just uh, and, I, and I think of it this way, like as somebody who like and you do it too, plays PC games a lot. Um, PC gamers have been fine now with everything digital for the past like four, four or five years. Sure, I but think, then again, I would argue that PCs, by nature, are almost. If you own a PC anyway, regardless of gaming, you you probably have internet. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, but then with the way the future is going towards with these consoles and like Spyro needing a a, a day one update patch in order to play a game, it's a trend we could very well see soon. Sure, and I, I guess I'll say this too. At the same time, part of the reason you know, we haven't been borrowed, but part of the reason that that got controversy. Is because of the fact that so many people want to buy it physically, and a lot of people are like, "I don't have the how internet you, to do this." I still don't understand how you and the, see, and I'm not. And gonna, that's what I, that's what that's I'm not at. something you can't blame somebody for that. But like realistically, you have to blame somebody for that. Like you have to blame if you're that person on the internet. You can go to your congressman, like, "Hey, you know, this is this is 2018. If I'm if I'm in a place that does not have internet, there's something wrong here. There's there's something fundamentally wrong in this area of where I live. I mean, that's 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 to be fair. If, if, as far as America goes, it's capitalism. It, it, it very, there it there very has well to be is. a market that they see worth. It and that's why you see bad internet like HughesNet and all these satellite old old satellite style internet. That's that's they pretty much have a stranglehold on a lot of these outer places because of the fact that there's not a big enough consistent a, enough market for a company to come in and be like it's worth us putting in millions of dollars worth of fiber. We need a monopoly. <laughs> like you realistically do when you think about it. Uh, Google Google comes knocking at your door like, hey, we're installing fiber in this town. Fifty five dollars a month. You're gonna get a terabyte. A worth of data, uh, like limit, you're never going to hit. Okay, that. but then what happens in monopolies? Everybody has that, and you have no option if they start being stupid with what they're doing. You have no other option. Kind of like cable one does in this town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And cable one's not even a monopoly as much as they are. They're just the only the smart option yeah. that you can get here because everything else is so far below it. And that's what I mean. Did I tell you about Internet the across guy? the world's like that? It's a it's a problem. Did I say about the windstream guy that came out door that day? No. Like the day Octopath came out, I was sitting on my couch playing it with Annie, and. Um, I had a knock at my door and I got up and I got an answer my front door. And there's a guy standing there and he's like, Hey man, he's like, I was wanting to see, do you guys have internet? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, here's my card. He's like, I'm a windstream. He's like, we just completely restructured our entire program. And he's like, I want wanted you guys to know that if you join windstream, keep me in mind if you ever decide to upgrade your service. And I was like, Oh, well, I kind of already pay for probably the highest consumer service available in this town. And he's like, well, who do you have? I said, cable one. And he was like, well, what do you have? And I was like, uh, like 250 megabytes down, and then like 10 or 100 megabytes up, or 10 megabytes up. It's it's is it 10? 10. Okay, that's what I thought. Which I, is actually pitiful. Yeah, but the the down is what really matters. And then like for the, most people, yeah. So. And then the 700 uh, gigabyte limit. 
And he's like, oh, he's like, I can't come close to that. He said, you guys must be gamers. And I said, yeah. I was like, we game a lot. And he's like, y'all stream TV a lot too. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, we offer 50, 50 down and five up. 50 down is good for them. And I wonder if it's in my area. The highest they had in my area was 20. No, dude. When I lived 20. at the Lynx, I've told, this, I've told you this before. When I lived at the Lynx and we had one stream, I could play Grand Theft Auto with friends. I hop into a party. I like out. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and see, that's what I mean. You talk about Texas. Texas is a big city, man. Across the across the, we are for those who don't know, Texas is a twin city. It's a it's in Texas and Arkansas. If you look at both of our sides together, which we are considered a, a single population generally, because Cable One services both sides. You're talking about a population of over a hundred thousand people. Yeah, that's not small by any standard. No. For us to still only have one decent internet provider, that's already the nature of of, of well, Google Google anyway. Google did say that um, we're on their map. Um, for um, oh, I can't remember what that Q3. thing was called. What uh, the Google thing they're running fiber. through? Google Fiber. That's right. It, yeah. It's just literally called Google Fiber. Yeah, very just, very simple. It's just Google Fiber. And I don't think we have real fiber. Like we have fiber lines. Yeah, I don't think we get fiber speeds. The real fiber speeds. Oh, we do now. I don't know if you know, but no, I mean real fiber speeds. Like I'm pretty sure on you Google, have to pay more for it, but they cable one because there was is a, that when they re-updated everything yeah. recently because is, there is was a like, big isn't like a terabyte down or some dumb something abnormal. It's it's one gigabyte per second down. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's. I said a terabyte. That's. That'd be insane. Yeah. That's. But yeah, it's it's supposed to be one GPS, a GPS. And, and see, when you think about it, I haven't paid for it yet, and it's actually do you, way do you better. Need up. anything though? Huh? I mean, up. Yeah, for us, we need up. We would need but, up. I've thought about getting it, but it's too. It'd be like a. It's it, one sixteen right now for me. It, we would it'd go up, a, which is high. We would but. need up if we expanded stuff that wasn't 1080p because right now. Well, we need if it's we like upload four, more. Four hours, a, like. Maybe for an episode, not even four hours, two hours. Okay, two it takes it took me for saw plays, it took me anywhere from like 40 minutes to about an hour and a half. Yeah, anyway, that's all I'm getting is that that's those are the problems with the internet. And I do think that while it's great to see the game selling so well digitally, it is a story of the fact that we're still under. And I mean, I know that at this point we're just I'm let's, talking let's, in circles there, but that's that's what it is. Yeah. The fact that it's still not broken half, I think, is very telling of the way the internet goes. And at that point, it wouldn't be only in America. That'd be probably in Europe, too. And that goes to show that maybe there's more internet problems in even Europe than we're thinking uh, than here. I mean, of course, we're we're stationed in the U.S., so we think about the U.S. as our lived experience of knowing what internet's like in, around our area. But we it got, can got, vastly differ throughout the, the U.S. I'm sure it can vastly differ throughout the U.K. So. Yeah, we got peeps from Romania and um, all kinds of places. Y'all let us know, too, Yeah, uh, what everything was. And so, uh, this I will guess, be fun to revisit in like two years Yeah, a topic. Yeah, actually, I, I, have, I will gladly tell you if I was wrong on the on the timeline. If it ends up being within the next five years that we're all digital, then good for you, man. If the PlayStation 5 ends up coming out all digital, which I don't believe it will, uh, then I will cry into your game cases that you have and we'll never have new ones of. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are if you like digital gaming, if you don't, if you have good internet, if you don't. Uh, what you think about the PlayStation 4 potentially hitting 100 million, and if you think the Switch will hit it. Because I do think that's a, such a weird thing. A lot of people are saying that. I just feel like there's less evidence that it will. As I think it, we'll see. Throughout 20, 20 million in a year, though. No. Oh, no, don't be wrong. I think that it gets up to 3DS numbers, which is still for a home, because they consider we it a home so much, console. We got so much coming out, though. Yeah. We got two Pokemon series. So for them to consider the Fire Switch Emblem. a home console, and the fact that it'll get up to 80 million units, that'll be the first time they've done that since, like, the 64 or since the, not, not even the dude, no, since, 64 did like 60 did. Yeah. It? Since, look, even the NES only sold 61.91. That was a different time in a different so literally era. even if it happened, it would be their best selling console besides the Wii, which was a freak of nature. Yeah, the Wii is. I kind of want a Wii Mini. Do uh, it, Saul. Because you can you can do things to that stuff. Uh, that's in a very gray area of the law. That you we can also about. do it on the Wii U, though. Didn't know if you knew that or not. 
uh, Wii U is way too expensive. You can you it literally is. You used to be able to get a Wii Mini for forty dollars new off the shelf at Target. I did not know that. That's crazy. Anyway, this has been Triangle Squared. We are Nintendo see podcast. <laughs> There's been a lot of other console talk on this one, but that's just nature of what we're talking about. So we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.